Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm your host James Boyd, and with me I have Rich Lotto What's going on man? Not much, man. Just trying to never get caught like Jamal Murray in these streets. Oh man, <laughs> we'll get ever. We're, we're going to add. Okay, we have a special guest with us this week. We have Simon Cod. What's going on, Simon? How's it going, guys? <laughs> okay, so back to back to Jamal Murray. All right, so I spent like the last like five minutes trying to find it, but I can't find it. But uh, there's a meme going on of um. Uh, from one of them all deaf digital niggas, and he was like, I'm trying to get some of that mouth. <laughs> I couldn't find it, but it is what it is. Like, if somebody can find it, or someone knows what I'm t- what specific video I'm talking about, please send me the link uh, on Twitter or whatever else. But yeah, man, uh, Jamal Murray, all bad. Like, there's people getting. I mean, obviously, because it's a game of telephone, people being nosy, trying to figure out who, who, because you know everybody wants to be a fucking Twitter sleuth, a, a damn PI, and figure out who's who. So, like, they mixing up people's names. Like, you know, it's it's all bad right now. Um, what what a, what a way to quarantine though. What, what a way. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got the, uh, the the master of negativity on with us today. Oh, so. Uh, you know, ready to serve up, you know, a dose of this fresh hate, you know, fresh hate. Oh, my goodness. I mean, OK, real quick. Y'all want to talk about like now nah, or do you want to wait to the end so people can just skip it? Or what do you want to do? You want to talk about real life for a little bit before we get into it or what? I mean, we might as well get into it. It kind of right. affects everything we're about to talk about. Yeah, that's true. He's minus the documentaries the- and TV. Right. Like, well, okay, yeah. So, um. What are y'all thoughts and feelings of like since the last week since we've um done the show as far as like everything that's going on outside the world like California's on lockdown, 
New York, New Jersey, I think uh, Seattle is as well. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Florida while we waiting, but whatever. Like, like what are your thoughts so far? <clears throat> Wash your hands okay. and stay inside. Follow fucking instructions, please. It's not that difficult. Yeah, um, it's it's like a rapidly changing thing because you never really know. Like, I don't tend to trust the president as it is. No, she the, and, yeah, correct. Nope. So when he's getting this information and then I'm seeing like a five minute breakdown from like Rachel Maddow, like just saying how everything he's saying lies. is a long list of lies, like yeah. it regarding the stuff. And then when you have the the uh, the person that's like, uh, I, I don't know what his official job title is, but he's someone that, you know, is knowledgeable about the disease and like what happens and how Fauci? it can be here. Yeah. But he's like a little kind of guy and yeah. he's standing yeah. directly next to you and he's making faces and putting his hand on his face saying, you can't say this like right next to him. So it's like, well, what the hell are we supposed to like really take from this? Like, it's just like, like Simon says, it's just like stay in the house. Don't even fuck with it. Like, <laughs> as much as you can if you need to like leave the house make sure you're going to the store to like buy essentials and then that like you just don't need to be out there so like there's a lot of misinformation there's like you know it, it's it's crazy james because you would think there's a blueprint from like around the world how the rest of them are handling it and you would see yeah. them kind of assimilating back into normal society mm-hmm. it's like there's the blueprint motherfucker you don't have to like rewrite you know the the code on this and all it is done is make this thing spiral out of control yeah so that's true um i think the thing is we are americans and we don't follow what other countries do because we're stupid and we think you know like for example you could you could say look at how italy is in front of us look at how south korea was in front of us Look at how they handle things differently, and then look at their look at their outcomes as far as uh, their death tolls, right? Um, and how you know one's a behind, one's already flattened the curve, and the other is like very, very uh, you know it's, it's very sad over there. And you can say this is what this is right you should choose. That sounds good until you remember that if you look at the rest of the Western world and like something like I don't know gun control. <laughs> and you see the outcome of the of the lack of the clear lack of uh deaths via gun gunnage. Let's say gunnage, because that sounds right. right. Gunnage, gunnery. <laughs> I think gunnage sounds better. Uh, and then you compare that to what we do, and we're just like, yeah, that's cool, but we're America, damn it. So we want all these guns. We want shit to blow up, right? Like we we want the shit off the Schwarzenegger movie to quote uh, Eminem. So yeah. I. We hard headed. We don't listen. We it doesn't matter if uh, Italy is a uh, part of the Western world, quote unquote. So you can see, like, oh yeah, these are also white people dying too. They don't. We don't. We don't. We don't care. Like it's one thing when it's like it's some quote unquote the abstract of the race, the raciness of this country to be like, oh, those are a bunch of you know Asians over there. You know, just just yeah. drop it over there. We don't really care. As opposed to oh yeah, these are people that like. Look at England, look at France, look at Italy, like, look how they're handling, like, we don't even care about that. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I saw this, uh, I've heard people talk about this London model, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's really, it looks really, really bad, like, it could be up to two million people that die over the total of this, because, you know, 
we don't we don't really know when we're going to get a vaccine for this. We don't know how long it's going to take for people to have herd immunity, for enough people to get this shit to where like the hospitals won't be overran. Um, you already see parts like New York, for example, where they're already overran. Um, you see, you know, parts of California is already overran, and you know, like Tampa's not. You know, Chicago is next. You know, and there's a bunch of all these big metro metropolitan areas are going to be overflowed soon. So it's like, you know, especially for Simon, like. Stay your ass in the house, uh, right? Like it, it. So anyway, I mean, I don't really have much more to add other than like, yeah. Pretty Simon said it very succinctly. Stay your ass in the house. Wash your hands. Like, and you know, obviously, you know, don't touch your face. Use common sense. Like, imagine if this was a super cold or a super flu or whatever else. In this, in like, it ain't no. If you get really sick and get pneumonia or whatever else you're in trouble you need to go to the hospital imagine like if you get sick there's a good chance that you, there will be no bed to see you so um it just got real grim <clears throat> i mean that that's what the situation is like this this is gonna i think it's gonna go a lot longer than people think it is like people think it's gonna like you know they, it's a one month thing or a two month thing I have my i have my real doubts about that but then again like i'm the person that people call you know when a when a our friends call or whatever else when there's a hurricane headed this way and it looks like it's really serious as far as like I'm a person that's like yeah like let's try to stay alive I'm not trying to I'd rather be overcautious than anything else so maybe you know in my mind I'm that way but either way either way lots of people have already died from this and gonna be a lot more and there's only really one way to kind of keep this shit down is we all gotta you know put on our part and try to keep our asses away from each other for a while and it is what it is yeah all all those folks that are 10 minutes from where i live that showed up to the beach talking about we gonna you know live our lives and they ain't gonna stop us i'm like look man and and that that is not the florida locals most of the locals don't even go to the beaches y'all that you know I don't know. Some of them do, but well, I would say the black locals don't. <laughs> Correct, and bro, I can't count the last time I've been to the beach. But oh man, I, how, about, how about this? I could probably count the number of times that I've ever went to Clearwater Beach that didn't involve a woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've probably only been to the beach maybe two handfuls of times, but I guarantee you, I've only been to the beach. Maybe like once or twice, it didn't involve somebody, somebody that I was trying to fuck dragging me out there. That's 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 that's, that's, that's just being real. That's that's, that's it. That's, that's very specific. That's I'm, I'm I'm being real. This is just very very low percentage of time that's ever happened. Oh, damn. But uh, let's get to it, man. From there, that's about it. Jesus. You know, wow. speaking of things, you know that are you know just don't you know make no sense and um. So what's first on deck? Oh man, um, you sent me the list. I hadn't looked. I looked at it. I gla- I I almost said I glazed at it. I, uh, I I skimmed over it real quick. But um, let me pull it up right now. You had um, two oh, day. two days at WrestleMania. Two days at WrestleMania to PC. Yeah, <sighs> one of y'all go. I whatever. Like Simon. Rich, Rich. I'll let you start now. Oh, okay, I'll say what okay. I'm just saying. Okay, uh, so this came out right after uh the day after that you know they were going to be doing that you know we did one nation radio last sunday monday the news broke that wrestlemania was going to happen from the performance center in front of no fans immediately i was like 
what the fuck are they doing? Um, <laughs> I I don't get it. And then as the week goes on, uh, they're like, yeah, it's going to be a two-day WrestleMania at the Performance Center, still in front of no fans, hosted by Rob Gronkowski. And immediately, I was like, wow. This reminds me of like when they had that Crown Jewel show, when they had the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, and then they were like, all right, let's go ahead and bring Hogan back, too, and we can slide that in there, you know, kind of under the radar. So it's like, instead of like, WrestleMania in front of no fans, now they're emphasizing like, it's two days of WrestleMania. It's like, Vince McMahon wouldn't even lay down for the the virus. Like, he's like, nah, like, this shit ain't ain't fucking up nothing. Like, and I don't know. This is just like, so weird like they're blowing off all these matches even though to me that like this card like wasn't really appealing at all um but it's like if you cared about those matches and you think those matches are big why are you so willing to throw them away right now um it's you know and then you start talking about the individual people like that have potentially big moments like lined up for them it's kind of sucks and then wwe's um proclivity for doing bad empty arena shows so far and it's like this is gonna i thought wrestlemania was gonna suck anyway it's only gonna suck even more now simon so uh let's before i say what i need to say let's let's get the first thing out of the way Nobody seriously needed to see this show. Nobody really demanded this show to take place with all the warnings of all the things that are currently going on right now. If people aren't mature enough and smart enough to realize that maybe postponing this is the best idea for the health of the people involved, for the health of the wrestlers and everybody who will be taking place in this, then their opinion doesn't really matter in this case. That being said, let's look at the actual show. This is going to be WrestleMania's known for being a show that's held in stadiums since I think they got into the 20s where it was consistently a stadium event like 23 or go onward or something like that mm-hmm. uh 2003 23 yeah mm-hmm. WrestleMania 23 yeah oh 2007 yeah yeah, yeah. so this this is this, this it's become an event that people expect to see a monumental on a monumental stage with some type of set design and all these other things mm-hmm. it's not meant to be some cramped show in some performance center that could easily take that, that looks no different than a show in a small arena like this is the last time WWE was in a small arena for WrestleMania was WrestleMania 2 in Chicago but it wasn't like a place that only really fit like 200 people though like yeah like this is this is like super extenuating circumstance another thing is like Wrestlemania 2 was also took place in like three different events so like weren't they in Mass Square Garden for the New York b- part of it I think they I, were in um they were in Staten Island okay it was it was all definitely right. New York Chicago and Los Angeles right uh, that's right, all yeah. I remember right specifically yeah but point but point being this is this is a uh, it, let's pretend that they were going to fill the performance center. Mm-hmm. You'd have about 200 people clapping and cheering at that point. Right. And then, as Rich said, when you look at the actual show, I can only name really one match that I was really invested in because of the buildup, mm-hmm. and that's and the people involved, and that's Edge versus Randy Orton. Edge being somebody who I kind of grew up with, going, watching a little bit of the Attitude Era and then mostly 
growing up with the Ruthless Aggression there. Edge was somebody I thoroughly enjoyed. His feud with Randy Orton has been really good. It's the only consistent aspect of WWE programming that has been good that anybody could easily say, yeah, this works. I look at everything else on this list and some stuff could probably still has decent buildup, but a lot of it is just stuff I don't really care about. Prime example, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. The buildup has been okay. It's kind of the stuff that we should have been seeing with Roman Reigns and his buildup to Brock Lesnar and that championship match at WrestleMania 34. And that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of not interested because this is something we could should have gotten before somebody else. We've seen Brock have world title matches at these shows multiple times. It's not exactly anything new. Uh, next, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Um, I have nothing to say about this, honestly. As a, as a casual NXT viewer and somebody who's not a, too keen on Charlotte, I'm not really sure what this does for anybody. Uh, I'll I'll let y'all come back to that later. Uh, Becky versus Shayna. Now, Shayna, I am familiar with. And on paper, this should be an easy res- uh, follow-up from WrestleMania 35. Especially since she beat, since Becky beat Ronda Rousey last year, her beating Shayna Baszler or facing Shayna Baszler is an easier thing to understand go heading into next year, especially since it plays off of Survivor Series. It started off with a weird note with Shayna biting the back of Becky's neck. I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, what do you, who do you think you are? I, I didn't know he was going back to the vampire stuff from the brood. Okay. Oh my god! And then the next week, Becky comes out and she's sitting there with the king hat, looking that like wasn't some. The next week, that was a couple weeks later, but okay. My, my mistake. A few weeks later, she comes out here with the the kit, the crown, the, the the big puff jacket, looking like somebody, looking like some type of goofy DJ, some EDM party, something crazy. <laughs> right. So they've taken what should have been the eat. It's amazing how they do this twice with the same people. An easy layup, a simple build up is at this point a comedy. Mm-hmm. Then you uh, got match that nobody a match that nobody asked for a championship for. And this is no this could have easily been an exhibition match, just hey, a match you'll never you never thought you'd see. Roman beats him, we call it a night, he goes to challenge for the world title later on. No, he's gotta win the world title today. At this event, beating Goldberg, because you know we can't have him getting booed beating the Fiend, which begs the question: Why not? Why does Roman have to beat him? But that's another story. Moving on to the Fiend, we got John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> James, I have nothing to say. Continue with your promo. <laughs> A match that. We had to convince you early on it was built. No, 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 no. I will pull up these fucking messages. Don't you dare act like I didn't say it was going to happen, too. I said, just wait a week. That's all I said. I said, wait a week. I didn't say, let's see how it plays. But I said, wait a week and then go and then go in once they do it. And then y'all yelled at me for saying, wait a week when they fuck it up. Go ahead. So continue your promo. Okay. Point being, we I immediately made the connection because. Right from the back, there was literally nothing else to talk about. If Bray Wyatt had a problem with losing his title, he would have went after Goldberg. If Bray Wyatt had a title, a problem with John Cena, specifically, that didn't relate to his past transgression, he would have seen John Cena or John Cena would have said something about him on Twitter or however they usually set stuff up. With nothing else to go on, John Cena just shows back up, 
Bray Wyatt completely ignores the fact that he has a title and just points at John Cena and the sign, which reminds, which I would like to reference somebody on Twitter who said, imagine Kane in 1998 pouring out a WrestleMania sign. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so nothing else to go off. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly about WrestleMania 30. And lo and behold, that's what it is. That was the that, And that doesn't even make sense at this point. Yeah, right. it was my downfall. You've what won you? two world titles since then. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I don't. That that doesn't even make sense. Pro, and, right. and the first one was by dethroning John Cena. Yep, John Cena just won sixteen. Two weeks later, Bray Wyatt. Right. <laughs> and then a couple years later, Universal Champion beating Seth Rollins, another I, top I star. I don't know if you've noticed this yet, but like if you look at this the promos I've seen John Cena cut about this, like if you look at Br- what Bray Wyatt's talking about, like John Cena's cutting promos that don't even involve the past like that. Like but, but Bray Wyatt is, which lets you know that John Cena thinks it sinks. Well, John Cena a little bit. He's like, Why do we keep giving <laughs> he, he I almost died when I saw that clip of him saying, Why do we keep giving opportunities to the same people who keep failing? Right. Yes, bro. He buried him <laughs> under like fifty feet of you know dirt. It was like, thank you, Cena, for saying what we've been saying about Bray Wyatt for since what is it, like seven years? Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I tried. I tried to give him a chance after that, but but when they started doing what was the match that I just gave up on him. I don't know which. I, I mean, think it was I the, we could go through them if you want to. <laughs> Mine specifically was the Survivor Series tag team with him and like uh, Luke Harper against The Undertaker and Kane. Okay, like, right. so that's 2015. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there was no reason for him to have lost that match because <laughs> remember when he had the power of the urn and he, you know, oh, he and that's he, one of the reasons why I gave up. Like, that's not what his character was about. Never mind, yeah, bro. <laughs> Well, I can, there's a lot I can say about this remember, match. Remember when that man had the power to let off Pyro? Remember that? <laughs> like, and I don't Bro. mean power Pyro like Kane, Undertaker, Fire Pyro. I mean like like the Edge, Morrison, colorful like Rainbow, like Pyro. It's like what is even what the fuck is even going on, man? Like, like he was is, shooting, he was shooting lightning and shit. Like, yeah, CG yeah. was it CGI lightning? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this match, John Cena versus the Fiend. It's going to be about the same as what you saw at WrestleMania 30, but with no selling from Bray Wyatt being more prevalent. Do we know if he's breaking out the Fiend for Cena or, or what? Or what? Uh, it's if, the Fiend. If, if he doesn't. Would. Okay. So imagine imagine how stupid this would be if the Fiend challenges John Cena to WrestleMania match and Bray Wyatt's goofy ass show up. Man, it, look, I don't know about you, but either way, it, it's either Bray Wyatt with a mask on and... <laughs> Or Bray Wyatt with like the with the Mister Rogers on. Either way, it's Bray Wyatt. They're, look, that's I, I understand. That's what I've been whatever. saying from the get go. Okay, uh, I, I, that's what I was saying when this whole gimmick debut. I was like, it's Bray Wyatt with a mask, big deal. But if they're gonna spend all this time building it up, but then again, just because something makes sense doesn't necessarily mean WWE is going to do it. Moving right along, The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, something that doesn't make sense. So AJ I'm not off though. What'd you say? AJ got off though. Like that promo, he fucking murdered <laughs> dude. Bro, it's like Rick, I'll let you go ahead with this one, man. It's like even if uh like they let AJ Styles say all this shit, right? Like just burying the Undertaker with the truth, right? Like He's when Undertaker he lost to a dude he buried with the truth. Yes, I, I yes, I know. <laughs> well yes. And it's like 
well, what do you do now, AJ? <laughs> it was like, never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo. Like, nothing means anything. Nope. Like, first of all, if this was AJ, I think uh, we, we I talked about this uh, a little bit in the Social Suplex uh, group where I asked if John Cena had wrestled The Undertaker, would the match have been any better at WrestleMania 33? I think Caleb put it the best when he said, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan wouldn't have been able to get anything good out of him at that point. I remember that was like that was also the year where like he looked so bad in that um that Brock Lesnar Undertaker Goldberg World Rumble and because he had like got hip surgery like weeks before, so mm-hmm. like he was you know he was done like or not done but like he looked so bad and like no one could no one could really carry him in the way that like um a WWE matches is, is done so. You know, it was it was a wrap for him at that point with anyone. Um, like he was just stationary and couldn't move. Like he's his mobility is better from that point, but still, it's like he's at a point now where like he's had consistent stinkers um, f- since 2015. It's like you know maybe tw- tw- maybe WrestleMania 32 if he wasn't out there with Shane, he was in there with someone else. Like he could he could have had another banger, but you know, really at this point. His only good matches of the last uh, three years have been like these tag match with these tag matches or whatever else, like that Roman tag match earlier in the year. Um, there's is that the no, only tag match. That, that's it. Yeah, so that's the only good match yeah. he's had in like the last three four years. Like, there's no reason that this shouldn't be Alistair Black and the Undertaker teaming up as a tag team to fight the OC like two right. on three. Maybe like, maybe he, Alistair comes out. Like, he ain't doing shit right. Right, right. So I, I, I just think it's a, it's a feud with you know two guys past or one guy far past. Like he's a parody. Undertaker's a parody of himself at this point. He's an entrance, and we barely even got that now because there's no fans there <laughs> at WrestleMania. So and AJ's a dramatically different wrestler than he was as recently as two years ago. 2016, so, 2017, AJ Styles. Uh, we have we haven't I haven't even seen a glimmer of that since the match with Seth Rollins last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not like at this point. Ideal. At this point now, he's like a three. Like he's a guy that like he'll give you TV bangers. Like earlier in the year, he like that match. Like he had some matches on TV that were really good. But like, I need you to go fifteen plus minutes on pay per view. Nah, he don't want to. Like he doesn't want to do what it takes for for what. You know what he used to. He doesn't do what he used to do to have those kind of matches, and like that. He's cl- that's clearly a choice in life. Like he is, the, he is like the old guy. He's like the old guard that no longer goes into the lane to take and gets like eight free throws a game. Like he's like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm taking jumpers now. I'm taking yeah. jumpers. I'm done, and that's fine. Like it is what it is. Speaking yeah. of people who who watered down the moveset over the years, we move right along to um. So yeah, this match would probably mean a little bit more. If this feud hadn't, this match hadn't been happening in multi-man tags over the past six, seven weeks with Samoa Joe and everybody else, like nah, these people, six, have- seven weeks is too is too low. This this thing started at Survivor Series. Uh, like this started Survivor Series. It's been going on for five months. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So, so this has been going on for quite some time, and now we're finally going to get a match as opposed to what we've been watching for the past four months. Okay, sure. Um, I don't care who wins. Nobody cares who loses. It's a match on the card. 
Speaking, well, one thing I would say is like, if they can't ever, hold this off, like, oh my fault, I'm sorry. If there were ever a time for those two to have a banger, this would be the time. Those two desperately need a great match because those two have not had a great match in a long time, both of them. And given their reps, and given their reps of in um, the last like. I don't know five years in this company. Like, it's, if you look at like where they've were, like the lack of you know spectacular match or great match, whatever you want to call it, bangers. Like, it is over the last couple of years. It's like wow, this is wow. So I I, I would suggest that they match. bring it. Obviously, it sucks that they don't have a crowd, but I've suggested they still bring it. And I I don't know. I never really understood the point of them trying to hold this off as some special match since November when we've already seen these two fight a million times before. It's when the like, Universal Championship I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like they can match stuff up with like any of the like, you know, they have a million guys that can work on Raw, like like this like in Owens, like you could have matched him even with someone else, and it's like the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens pairing that that does nothing for me. Like it's like it's not like either one of them is wrestling Daniel Bryan or something like, or they were building to like a Seth Rollins Daniel Bryan match. Even Ooh, though it's been like years and years and years since people have seen that. But 2014, yeah, like or or like or one of them fighting like Andrade or something, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not like some fresh thing, so. And I, I kind of thought the reason they were feuding was stupid and um, not into it really. Can at you all. even explain the reason why they're feuding? No, I think Seth said something. I think <laughs> like he said something about Kevin Owens, like you know, you really want to be in NXT, and you're not loyal to Raw, and some something like that. And then you know, Seth, Seth turned on him. Seth is a raw, raw fake. Seth is a raw, raw heel that doesn't realize, or baby face that doesn't realize he's really a heel. Um, Kevin Owens realizes that he's a fake. They have tension over that. Then it led to the match at, um, or the Survivor Series and TakeOver World Game stuff with whatever else. And then all of a sudden, like, Seth is a, is a slow burn heel. And then he's out here, and he's the Monday Night Messiah, and now he's like a mid Carter. Um, after never being anything lower than like the number three guy in the company, uh, for for the last like since two thousand, uh, let's say like two thousand fifteen. So like it's it's really really weird. Um, and and that's pretty much all it was is like he got goons, and then like. Uh, War Machine and Samoa Joe uh, linked up with him to fight the goons, and then they've been wrestling each other nonstop. And like, dude, I don't think there's anyone has been like more. No, more, anyone is more of a victim of WWE. We have no ideas. So we see doing the th- same things over and over and over again than Seth Rollins. Like his 2016, um, um, after the brand split, like it's him and Roman versus J- Jericho and, and Kevin Owens for like. From that whole fall all the way until um, January, uh, I think. Like, yeah, basically. No, no, maybe it was longer than that. Um, what was fast? I can't remember. Well, it was at least until uh, Royal Rumble, right? Where th- those two are pairing off with each other forever. Um, then you have freaking <laughs> I mean, the bar. Like... You have the bar. Yeah, you have the bar. <laughs> there, yeah. 
Ambrose and Rowan, or Ambrose and, and, and Rollins versus The Bar for forever, even though that was a great feud. I still say it went on forever. Bro, I, next year, yeah, I didn't Ambrose. even want to. I didn't even want to see Seth and Cesaro in the ring together anymore. <laughs> so, so then you have the next year you have Ambrose, not Ambrose, yeah, Ambrose and, and Rollins for forever. Like, um, and it uh, that damn near ruined Seth's career. And then you had this again, and it's like, why is it? Why is he always on Raw at this in the back half, like after SummerSlam, basically? And like, he just holds on with these fuses that last forever. Oh. I forgot Ziggler versus uh versus Rollins oh, yeah. happened. So I that was the, that was the moment in 2018 that went forever. Where he wrestled horrible. like ten times in like you know <clears throat> like two in like a whole season of a quarter of a year. Like they overdo this to death with him, and it's like it makes you not want want to see him wrestle. You know why he guys ever again because like they keep going to it and doing it over and over and over, and it's like. You know why nice. I think that is? It's I think Did they think he's just think, a wrestler and he can't do anything they else. Think but he's just a wrestler and like he he's supposed to be the great WWE wrestler that can have great matches with anyone. But like they infected his matches to the point where none of they all kind of got watered down and they just consistently like on paper you would think oh Seth Rollins was Dolph Ziggler like around the time it was happening like it would be good right but and they were a few of them were but the thing is like if you do like, the same they had, match like, over and over and over in such quick succession then you lose the specialness of it because how many times <clears throat> you gonna see the fucking Falcon Arrow right and, and it's like the, <laughs> and, and it's really a problem that like plagues them all the time yeah um but they think he's like just a great wrestler man Seth, i'm sorry to break it to them Seth rollins is not bret hart like it, it's <laughs> it's not you know you, you it's can't, almost blasphemous to say yeah like it, it, i'm sorry it's just I not grow up watching bret. right and it's like just putting him in there just to wrestle these people over and over and over it it and it's funny because now they've actually held off on it, right? Mm-hmm. They've held off on him and Owens together, but the problem is they've put them together back in the past. <laughs> so yeah. it's like we all remember this. We've we've seen the ceiling on this. They're both worse physically now. Like they've both taken two more years of bumps on them or three more years of bumps on them. It's it just seems like it's a uh a flat proposition and quite frankly, like I don't know. Like it's it's what eighth on the card. I don't know. Like it, yeah. I mean, the guy remember, like it's two night show. So who the fuck knows? Like, right. I don't know I'm how just I'm just ranking all the matches in my head. Like okay. it's just like, come on, man. Like it and it's a mid card. It's upper mid card. It, yeah. It, and and honestly, it fits. Like it's it's like I don't think either of these guys are like these guys are doing what they're told right they missed, now. Yep. They missed the window on both of them. Like, yeah. They like when they screwed up when Seth first came back after the knee injury and they could have ran with that. They they ran away from it. Like one night, like the very next night, they said, "Nope, we don't want that." Um, Owens Owens had so much stop and start stuff over his career that you know, it, like for a dude that's that that's that talented of a talker, that good of a promo, that that kind of uh, that kind of heel, and a person that like had had an opportunity for the for the babyface run and like obviously I mean I don't know how much of it is you know they just did that because they just needed something else to do with him besides be a babyface they never really like their heart was never actually in trying to make him someone that people loved and you know how much of that guy also got got messed up just like you know the Kofi Mania thing taking off it's just like 
you know, it screws it up. But like when he's supposed to be a baby face, he does all this baby face work. And then he comes in and then like he has to play a heel to Kofi immediately. And then like a couple months later, he's a baby face again. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like what? Like yeah, you're muddying, you're, mu- you're muddying up. I know we're not supposed to remember that, but like this happened just like a couple months ago. Like this muddies up everything that they the way you think of these people. Um, and I don't mean in a way that was like it's shades of gray. I mean like no, you're just like nah, bro. Like that motherfucker was diabolical. Just <laughs> was diabolical. Un- like unquestionably an evil motherfucker. It's like nah, that's that's not that's not how that works. Like there has to be some type of like arc towards redemption like and i thought they did that very well with seth with ambrose in 2017 that's one of the last times they've done it very well and they didn't do that with with kevin they're just like oh yeah he's on raw now you should like him it's like okay i did not expect us to talk about this match for this long man yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all had some stuff to say i mean, it's, I mean it's, it's a microcosm <laughs> of like a lot of things yeah like, like i mean you can look through any person like in like any of their upper mid carters and like just look at like where they failed them um creatively uh with just okay so i remember i was listening to a podcast with spencer hall and bamani jones um this week and they were talking about the ncaa tournament about how like it was one thing when you only had CBS to watch March Madness and mm-hmm. uh, like you basically had somebody take you to the where the heat was. It was almost like the Red, jo- the Red Zone channel, uh, except for college basketball. So like you thought like all these college matches were or college games were great and they were going out to the wire and then someone hits a big shot or, or somebody makes a huge mistake or whatever. So like the, the drama and the stakes of it like made it feel like it was much bigger than it is. And then like they got that big, those big checks from Turner and CBS, and then they put all the all the matches on, all the all the games on. And it's like, yo, this is a lot of bad basketball, <laughs> right? So, you, so it's like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, you know, they they had to do this, to get this big check, whatever. It was like, yeah, yeah, sure. But how about this? It's a less enjoyable experience. So, like, the three hours over all these years are still just eating you up of like. Yeah, you understand why they did it, but it doesn't mean like I have to cut you slack, or it doesn't mean I have to pretend that like this is as enjoyable as it used to be because it's not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a perfect way to end it when that comes for that match. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving right along to the six pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship: <laughs> Bailey, Lacey, Evans, uh, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha. I can name four people who need to be removed from that match. <clears throat> okay, so who would be who should be uh, Bailey's challenger? Sasha. I, <laughs> I, I. I mean, there's really two people that could have been it, or actually, no. Like in in WWE's mind, there are three people that could have been challengers. So they said, let's add because we know that the one that we actually want is the third person, the third most. Uh, deserving person, third was over person. We'll add two other people so that we can be like, well, we added a bunch of people, so you can't complain that Lacey's in here. So, Dana Brooks in here too. So, no, my my point is like they put in Tamina and Dana Brooke, and uh, yeah, they put in Tamina and Dana Brooke because they were like, all right, well, we know that like Lacey has a visit being here, but we really like Lacey, but like we can't like. We have no justification for putting her in here, so let's add two other people that have less justification so that like no people will complain about Dana Brooke and Tamina more than they will about Lacey. 
Because, like, it should either be a triple threat match with Sasha and Naomi, or Naomi's a challenger, or uh, Sasha's a challenger. But, I mean, why should Naomi be the challenger? They've been doing nothing but beating her left and right. Right. You're right. Uh, um, the, the problem is, like, she's she was over, and people remember her being over, and, like, everyone knows that the WWE's on that bullshit. So it's like, all right. If you want to do that, like, we're not dumb. We know what you did. We know that you didn't want to do this. So, like, their idea was, all right, well, we'll throw Naomi in there so people won't complain. Um, we'll throw Sasha in there because Sasha's status is too big to, to, to not have on WrestleMania card. And then people remember, like, what happened last year at WrestleMania. And, like, this would be some type of punishment. And then they're like, well, we really want Lacey. But Lacey is, is like, out here, like, botching fucking uh, springboard planches and shit. So, uh, <laughs> we want her in there desperately. It's not... In- We'll put her in there, and we'll put these other two people in there, and there's your match. And it's like, uh, there's somebody I'm forgetting. Who's in there that I'm, that I'm forgetting? I said Bailey, Lacey, Dana, Evans, Brooke. Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. One, two, three, four, five. That's all of them. Okay. And just yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for no, no, you know who I forgot? You know who I forgot? The fucking champion. Yeah, I was going to say her. The, just having an all-time horrible run like as a champion. Like, I don't know if it's an all-time nothing, horrible run. Cause nothing worth it, a so damn. I speak on it. Uh-huh. If I, Nothing if I, worth a damn. If yeah. I don't, if I don't, if I remember, you, if I can barely remember that you're the champion, and I can't think of one thing you've done that's really done anything substantial or exciting for me, it's probably it's usually a horrible run. She's a Boy. better, like she's improved as a promo. Like she's not a, the awkward promo that she once was. But nobody believes that shit though. Yeah, like, <laughs> like people, 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 like people are like, yeah, we're playing along because we know this is like a character progression or whatever else. But like, we don't want to fucking boo Bailey. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, let's. Yeah. And it's not. It, it is not even like the the we don't want to boo Oscar type of thing. Is more or less like, what? Yeah, I have nothing else to do with her. So okay. Yeah, it's you know. At least that's my perspective. But like, I don't see anyone as like, yeah, she's 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 you know she's awesome. Like, like nah, she's okay. Um, and we were still respect her from what she's done in the past, but like that was five this, years. This ago. is a dead division. Yeah, I was. I was just gonna Triple. get to. I, I was just gonna get to that. I'm this like, how is this? Like, you know, it's as oh, much I'm, shit as you know AEW gets. I'm like, how is SmackDown a remotely better or even not, not even worse? <laughs> <laughs> like, this yeah, is throw, like, them, throw and, them tag belts away for months. It's been this way for months and months and months. As like they, I, the most interesting out. thing that's going on in their div- in their women's division right now is the Otis stuff. There's a Mandy and Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Damn, and what happened to her? And they're not even in the match. Oh, speaking of that, where, where's Sonya? Like they just they're not in the match. Like because they're probably going to add on some fucking match that's involve all of that that all of that melodrama, whatever else. Like. And- Dolph Ziggler is finally going to get a singles match for WrestleMania. It is not really WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania in name only. Congratulations, Dolph. Yeah. Can we speak on Tamita getting that gold watch uh, WrestleMania appearance on the main card? Is this, her first, is this her first appearance on the main card? It's not like... Uh, no, this is her second. WrestleMania 30, the big everybody gets gonna, to wrestle. I was going to add the qualifier. That's not some huge clusterfuck of, of, of humanity. So, was, she, yeah. was she in the six woman at um, WrestleMania 33? I'm going to have to no. look that one up. Hold on. Because, 
because I remember I, I remember one time I think she showed up with some like white gear. I don't remember what show that was though. Thirty three. I'm looking yeah. it up. Hold is that on. The SmackDown title. Yes. Yes. Is that is and, that oh, that's the one that Naomi won from Alexa, right? Yes. yes, and that's not the one. Okay, she was not in that match. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think that they've they've got to massively shake up SmackDown on the women's side, like. You know, you know, take I mean, Bailey. Take I, like they gotta they gotta split this Sasha and Bailey shit up. Like go back to Charlotte and Sasha Banks um, on on SmackDown. Like do that. Like it'd be, it'd be the best option at this point. Moving right along to I, the, I, oh, I, I, I okay. So yes, they could do that, and it'd be and then, sure. Like maybe we do good matches, but um, at the end of the day, like there are so many just. There just there's so much dead space on that roster on that side. It's like, all right, you look at that roster, you say, who are the people that have some like potential like in the future to like improve and be like be able to have good matches, you know, and can do stuff. You're like, all right, Manny and Sonya have some potential. Carmella could be a a mid Carter, like Nikki Cross is somebody that like is probably the third best wrestler uh, in that division, but they'll never go with her because like she's Alexa's sidekick. But there are people there. They just don't even, they, they just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, they, it's just, it's just a, just a bunch of wasted space out there. And it's like, it's so weird that like, it's, it's just really weird. This is really weird. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you could do Sasha versus, uh, Becky, or Sasha, Bailey, or Sasha versus Bailey because it's there. They don't want to do it. I don't know. They could they could have elevated Naomi to the spot. They decided to run away from it. Like it, it's 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 really it's really it's really just yuck. It's just a whole bunch of yuck. It's been yuck since the beginning. Not like, a fan. Yeah, they should have put Charlotte on SmackDown, and and, and they should have kept Charlotte on SmackDown and, and kept her and, and Charlotte separated. Like their whole main roster women's division has been a mess outside of anything involving basically Oscar uh, or Becky. Everything else has been like yuck. But guys, year. Becky won the two championships at WrestleMania. <laughs> you got what you wanted. <laughs> Assholes. One, no one asked for her to have two belts. That's some convoluted shit. That, that's some, some contrived shit that they added to make Charlotte like she mattered in the feud. Like they made her a champion a week before the match because like they had nothing for her to that, no claim that she even deserved to be in the thing. Oscar got robbed. Dude, how about this? Right? Uh, can we talk about Charlotte and uh, Charlotte and, Ron, and uh, Rhea now? Can we do that now? Yeah, I kind of glazed over, so go right ahead. Okay, so. That feud is just eh, it's there. However, they're making it so obvious that it's like, okay, um, Charlotte is at this level, Rhea is not, even though, like, they should, probably shouldn't be doing that because, like, that is one of the future, uh, one of the key future people. Like, if I were to say, if, I, if you were to ask me, who are the two people uh, most likely to become something on the main roster um, once they're done on the network. My answer would be Bianca and Rhea. 
and they are doing both of them no service by by having her, them get washed this way by Charlotte. Like maybe it's a situation where you can make that a, a character, or you can make it a, a part of a long form storytelling uh, device or parts of it in the future when they eventually both get to the main roster. But then again, this is WWE. They don't do long story. They don't do long form storytelling. Like there will be no road to redemption for these two overcoming Look, them, uh, a couple until of years they now. want to. Yeah, like it'll be it'll be something they put in the video package and it'll work for the video package. But the like the the actual like week to week television will not reflect this at all, right? It won't make sense. Like it'll be nice for the video package to make it make sense and sweep all the other nonsense they do. But it they showed uh they did this Rhea Ripley interview for like it's like 15 20 minutes at the end of uh NXT this week and um they showed they showed the end in highlight package form of Charlotte versus uh, Baszler at the end of Royal Rumble, and they showed and they they like I don't know why they didn't think this looked stupid, but they they made Shayna like a fucking moron. Charlotte skims the cat. Shayna um, gets in the gets in the vicinity. Charlotte catches her, traps her with the legs around the neck. Shayna gets the gets those legs off of her neck and like toss her over again and then Charlotte just skims the cat again and then eliminates her the same way. Yeah. And I was like I remember when it happened I hated that that finish because it made Shane like a fucking dumbass. And to see them do it in super slow motion and to replay it again is like you're really should making this woman be a fucking idiot. Like I it whatever man like Shayna should have won it. They decided to go with Charlotte so that she could have a match at WrestleMania um, as justification for why she was in the match uh, at last year's WrestleMania. And it's like, you guys are doubling down on bad decisions like to validate the bad decisions you already made. Like, no, man, cut bait, admit, cut your losses, and move on and do something constructive. Like, right. And then <laughs> it was funny because they did with Rhea. Um, during her video or her interview, they talked about how she won- how Charlotte won the rumble. They cut to her and she said about how like yeah you know Charlotte won the rumble and nobody wanted to see Charlotte versus Becky again. No one wanted to see Charlotte versus Bailey again. And I was like, she said so. I I found I saw an opportunity. I was like, that is fucking dumb. Dumb. You were trying, you were trying to convince us that like. It's one like thing you, to, you're, it's, like you're it's looking one thing, out for the matchmakers, like, right? Get the fuck right. Out of here, like, like it's one thing to be like, "Look, I wanted to prove myself." It's another thing to admit, like, to give us a peek behind the window to admit that, like, the matchmakers have booked this shit to shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then you need to go, you need to go, Bell, Vince, and Hunter, and Stephanie, and Shane, and and whoever else commissioners are that were since they were last in their post, like. No, that's not how this is done. Like you needed, you needed Regal to go out there. Like Regal was like, "Hey, uh, can you can you go solve this for us, uh, real?" Oh, sure, sure, Stephen or William. I'm sorry, it's William. Like, no, that's not that's that's no, no. And I was like, "Look, man, I hope they have a good match because I like both of them." But given Charlotte's last year on the main roster or, or last year of professional wrestling in the ring, and uh, it's it's it's. I think they're gonna go out there and have like. I don't know. I don't even know what kind of match you're going to do. I don't even know, like, because the, the whole buildup is like, can she overcome somebody? This can she overcome? Can this this budding star overcome the greatest of all time? Quote unquote. Like that's what this layout of this thing is, and it's like, I don't. 
given the last year that Charlotte just had and like how much hotter like Becky is than her right now, that is fucking absurd. And like you look She's at it now, it's like, the, like go ahead. Like, nah, man, I'm sorry. I'm not buying the Okada Tanahashi-ism of this because, like, oh, if you look at, like, Wrestle Kingdom 10, Okada was already the champion, but, like, Tanahashi was, like, the guy. But, like, we already knew that it was just different. WWE does a terrible job. Like, they wouldn't, <laughs> like, like, as far as, like, trying, you know, the person that has the, the, the belt has something to prove. They don't do this. Like, they don't have the the infrastructure in place to make this actually mean what they'd like it to mean. Right. And like, I feel like from the perspective of getting over a story, like the only person that's putting in their half is Rhea. Like you see these video packages of her, like talking about, you know, multiple ones. We're talking about like her upbringing, talking about her run through the Indies, talking about how like, you know, she was too nice in in, in the Mayon Classic and NXT to start out. She needed a change. Um, she was tired of the comparisons to Charlotte, so she decided to become every like come as opposite of Charlotte she possibly could. And then she saw she found her success over the last like year and a half or two or two years or whatever else. And you know that NXT Women's Champ, NXT UK Women's Champion, NXT Women's Champion, the, the obstacle of being the person to take out Shayna, and now like the next obstacle is now Charlotte. Like for okay, so like you look, you listen to all that stuff I just laid out for what the path was for 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 Rhea to get here and like what the challenge is. Now, look at Charlotte. What does Charlotte have to do with any of this from a from a emotional standpoint of you wanting to root or root against her? She's just there, and it's like I really like Charlotte, but like at this point she's almost she's basically like a Seth Rollins a a Seth Rollins Kevin Owens. Uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and was like, these are just people that have been established and they're just there. They're not there to like really engage. Well, Randy Orton most most of the year, except for WrestleMania season. That's when he that's when he put turns it on. But you get my point. Like, they're just people that are just there, and it's like, okay, like I'm familiar with this character, so that that's cool that I'm familiar with it. But it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing else. There's no new challenges. There's no from a perspective of like uh, it's a character as opposed to like yeah, like yeah, the the thing of like can she come back and reclaim something that she used to she she once had before okay that's there but like she's not saying that she's not even like you know emoting it as something she's not even a like, good okay. reason for yeah that. she she more or less like character wise is like she, like Rhea came out and she shrugged her shoulder and said okay fine mm-hmm. like there's no. nothing I don't and I if don't you see if, if you knew you were going in this direction right like you could have like made this be worth a damn at Survivor Series right. you could have had like Rhea just like embarrass her or something like at Survivor Series or. You know, something like that. Like, put her through a table to be counted out or something. Like, do something like that. Like, oh, my God. Rhea Ripley's, like, really, like, taking it to Charlotte. Why is she, you know, taking it to Charlotte like this? And, you know, something. It's one of these Brock Lesnar feuds. It's like, not. well, I take that back. There's There's been more back and forth than that. But, like, the real telling thing for me was two weeks ago on NXT when Charlotte comes out and... She should have got Geek of the Week uh, nomination for this, but like Dakota was so high on the list that I totally forgot about it. But um, she comes out, Charlotte comes to the ring. She's in these 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 high heel uh, these high heel boots that go above the knee. Um, so <laughs> she gets it. She she gets she tries to get into the ring and watches in the ropes. Rhea attacks her. And then, like from there, like Charlotte overcomes her, overwhelms her, beats her ass, and then puts her in a in the Bray Hart post figure four. And this mm-hmm. is like, and I was like, yo, like you, 
she was in the ropes. You jumped her and you got your ass beating a clean one with someone that's wearing fucking heels. Like Jesus mm. Christ! Like I. I, I I don't know. I do not know. But the only time she's ever laid out or she's ever gotten the better of Charlotte is when like Charlotte was at a clear disadvantage, and even then she still loses. It's like I I <laughs> and it's, I, I don't know. Maybe better off she did, did an injury angle. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. But know. man, if you're Charlotte, you need I'm, to change this to a heels match. One of these days, we're gonna get the Charlotte Flair <laughs> heels challenge. So it's gonna be her versus versus uh versus Mickey James, huh? At some, that's gonna be the person who's gonna have to stop her. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, they don't. Uh, but last year, sold me on any type of injury angles for women's matches, so I'm good. <laughs> I, I didn't mean one where it's like, oh, it's a fake injury, and like they're off, they're quote unquote not cleared, even though they keep continuing to like do wrestling activities every single week for the next for seven straight weeks. I meant like. Oh, she's she. You know, she has a limp. What would that mean for WrestleMania in two weeks, or you know, yeah. something like that? Like you know, the the figure four, you know, the the figure eight is like devastating. How will she overcome that? Something like that. Like I don't know. Like they want to make this. It, <laughs> I feel like they're they're resting on their laurels with like the fact that like they're just they're like they've like okay, it's Charlotte, so that yo that's enough. Like nah, it's really not. Not at all. <laughs> like we need, we need like more than just like the fact that there's a name on on this match, and like it's the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, and like do they're doing a good job on NXT, getting like Rhea over as a character, but they're like none of that's on on Raw. So like people, like I think the people still be like, okay, this woman that's on Raw, okay. Like I'm supposed to not cheer for Charlotte, okay. Like they're doing a bad job on the main roster for like, in my opinion, for like you wanting to see or care about Rhea. Like, I understand they did those matches at Survivor Series or in that whole build during the Invasion deal, but, like, that was November. That's gone, bro. Right, that was November, and, like, you've ran completely away from it. Hey, man, at least we, at least we can confirm they're not going to get a reaction at the stadium at WrestleMania <laughs> this year. <laughs> Look, how about this? Since it's since there is no crowd, can we get, like, a normal mat or normal card layout as opposed to, like, putting, like, you know, the second biggest match, like, an an hour in, can we get a regular like layout of a car where like the most portions at the end? Actually, you can't do that because it's split for two days. Like Vince said, no, nah, we refuse. We refuse to go out here and have a regular car layout. All right, can we move on from this? I don't. I. I, I... Moving on to the down tag team match. Yeah, triple threat between the Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos. This this makes me sad. I hope it's good. Who cares? Who could possibly care though? Yeah, moving Morrison, on. Morrison came back just to be in tag matches. Okay. Hey, get them checks, Morrison. Get them <laughs> yeah, checks. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I, I could, I could say, I could say many things about the new day via COVID Kingston, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, you already know what I'm thinking. Edge versus Randy Orton. We, I talked about earlier. Fantastic build. Yep. Uh, I love the seeing only, Edge back. The only build that's truly fitting of a WrestleMania main event this year. That's this just is- going to go on like third from the top. <laughs> On either yep. show, probably they don't give a fuck. Like, it, have you seen like the prom- like the posters or stuff for WrestleMania? Edge ain't on that shit, right? Right, right. What? Yes. It's oh, come like, on. Yeah, bro. It's like, yo, this is easily like the best thing they're doing right now, and like, who gives a fuck? And like, they're just like, well, whatever. Like, you you gonna get this Goldberg versus Roman? You gonna get this this uh, this uh, Lesnar versus McIntyre? You ain't you know. 
all the emotional weight of a return of like a WWE Hall of Famer, like one of the one of the like quintessential guys of like the last era. Never mind that shit. We put it, we we just put that shit here in like a, in like the six in the six hole, whatever. Like we gonna call that shit Hideki Matsui on the on the fucking 09 Yankees. Like it's great, but like we think the card is so deep. Like okay, bitch. If you think this, this shit is a mirage, get the fuck out of here, Bro, whatever, and, man. Yeah, it's it, it gonna be a last man standing match. So those, just those just go full em- go full empty arena it, with it. It should like, be the best. It should be the best match on the card. I don't. I don't like now. We have that stipulation. Knowing what we have is this like incredible like feud of promos and emotion and, and, and depth in a way that you rarely ever see in WWE. It's like on the main roster. Is like I'm rooting for this thing to be great. Like I, I truly am. I'm truly rooting for this Satan for them to get four stars or whatever else and get the fuck on. I, I really am. I can't, I can't wait to figure out how they're gonna mess it up. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, get, I, I don't know. I mean, Chris, Kristen's gonna come back and hit him with a ladder or some shit. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Look, yeah. <laughs> oh, good for them that they've like taken this seriously and try to make it mean something. But like, poor Edge. Like you do, you're finally doing your comeback match. No fans. Yep, that has to suck. Um, on yeah. this day, silence. Silence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I almost wish there was some way they were like one one of them uh, hospitalized, the other one, and like they didn't lay it until like the next huge show, like a SummerSlam. Like, you almost feel that way, but you know, it is what it Man, is. Edge would get a massive pop at SummerSlam, but yeah. Moving on yeah. to Elias versus Corbin. If there is, a no one asked for this. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to talk about. Damn them for booking this. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it and give it my. It's given any type of energy. I, I think it's funny. <laughs> same that, you got to like, say. I, I think it's funny that at um, WrestleMania 34, like actually no, you know what this is. Remember uh, what match was it? The Rusev, De- Rusev Orton, and Jinder Mahal and somebody and Bobby Roode or whatever else at WrestleMania yes. 34. United States Championship match. Right. Remember when it was like we just gonna make a makeshift match because we got we we have to we have to justify putting like this former world champion uh like heel or top heel in in the division of of um in the brand of. Um, gender, like we just spent, we invested like a whole year on this dude, and it fucking sucked. But like we have to leave, put him on a WrestleMania main card. Like this is the same thing with Corbin. Like he sucked, but we have to justify the fact that like he sucks, so he has to be on this card. Was, well, do you want to put him in there with someone that's valuable? Fuck no, put him in there with Elias. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. see, I don't see Triple H rushing to have this match. <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> Triple H ain't come out of retirement for this? <laughs> right. You know, Triple H ain't no damn fool. You know, yep. and then the last yeah. match that's been uh, really promoted is uh, Sam or about to be official to Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. I don't, How I the, mean, it's cool. Like, um, year. I think they're gonna have a great match, I think they're gonna have a great match, but um, I you know, we all know Sami's a geek. Right, like no matter how no matter how good the work is, no matter how good the mic skill is, no matter how how passionate he is as a promo, he's been geekified, and I I think a lot of that. I mean, I don't know what they do to wash that off him, and I don't fr- quite frankly like they have no in- they have no intention of actually washing that off of him. I think a lot of this is like Daniel Bryan is picking the people he wants to work with because he values like Drew Gulak and 
um, people like Roman and people like uh, like Sammy and you know Nakamura, AJ, whoever, all the people he's wrestled over the last few years, aside from probably like Big Cass, even though like he probably didn't fuck about wrestling because like if I don't do it, I don't care. Uh, but um, at this point, he's just doing what he wants, and if he wants to wrestle Sammy Zayn, good for him because like those two can wrestle their ass off. So like this has a chance to steal the show because it's those two, and we know what those two can do. In any other company aside from WWE main roster, if they were NXT, you can go and pistol in four and a half. But we'll see what they do. We'll, I mean, hopefully they'll get more than twelve minutes. Hopefully, yes, yeah. two shows, and that pretty much wraps up the entire card. Split up over two days, and since we're going to talk about DIY and this chapel later, okay. They've just Daniel Bryan like is right now talking about he's about to drop down to being like a part time wrestler now, like a dude that's worked this hard to come back and everything like this. And they've driven him to the point of saying, you know what? Fuck all this. I couldn't imagine. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'd have been fine if they just left him off the show. Like it's like, yo, you putting him nine from the top, ten from the top, damn near. Um. I don't know why I would ever fall for, for for this. Like, I feel played like with how they've treated Daniel Bryan since he's come back, and you know, as you mentioned, Sami Zayn's a geek. Left. We we saw we saw him wrestle Sami Zayn two years ago at WrestleMania in that tag team match, which was like nothing. And it's like because they they wanted to play up the injury angle from WrestleMania thirty. Like we needed a fucking reminder. Like we ain't got the network. Yeah, and, no, and it's gonna, like. It's his first. It's his first match back. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, and say Dan Bryan wins, hits. right? Let's do it again. Say Dan Bryan wins, right? It's like you're sentencing him to being the secondary guy under Roman Reigns. Like, fuck not to mention with the fact like, that it's I'm, a- <laughs> like, just just fuck off. Like, I don't. Not to mention it's a title he's already held before. Yeah, in this exact like, same scenario, like, like, where you almost did this the first time at all. No, no and the best part about it is like. He's probably going to like two things. Either a he's going to lose his lose the intercontinental title match, which means like he like is undeserving of another title shot. Or b right, um, he's the intercontinental champion. Therefore, there's no reason for that he like ever has to like go at Roman. Exactly in the future. And it's like for me, it's like if there are two options for for if I if if you are a I feel like if you are a competently ran um promotion or brand or whatever else like. Either A, or two things. Either you go immediately to Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns for the uh, uh, after this, or you go to Brian versus Roman. But you can't get to Brian versus Roman because Roman's either because Brian's either gonna be tied up or he would just lost the, the mid card title match. So he is undeserving. He has to build up to it. Maybe that means over the next four months he builds up to uh, uh, SummerSlam, but. I don't think that's going to happen because we don't even know what's, what the situation is with these fucking shows in the future. So, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, they're cowards. They, they, I, I like they're, they're cowards. They, they've been cowards for years regarding Dale Bryan and like, I hope Dale Bryan ends up like walking and if he doesn't, it's he's made his bed and he should lay in it at that point and all the Man. dream matches. All, all the dream matches, just you know, the the, 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 them, right? the, the the wonderful tour continues. You know, <laughs> all the dream matches they've done about two. 
Oh boy. So wait, have, AJ, they, have they done even two? AJ and Brian, and who else? Okay, yeah, they've done one. No, I'm, no, I'm, I don't, no, no. I wasn't like being funny. Like I was seriously wondering because, like, I mean, I'm trying well, to I'm, think. So he um, did Daniel Bryan and Andrade on TV for like eleven minutes, maybe twice. No, uh, they did it. Uh, yeah, that was on TV and those matches were raw, but those were TV matches. Those weren't programs. Like, right. that was like the 2017, um, or sorry, 2018 Andrade year was like, he's a TV performer of the year, but he never got fused. The same thing with, with like the race stuff too, or the AJ stuff with Andrade. Like, he's going to having bangers on TV on SmackDown left and right, but he never was put into actual feuds. They were, ex- they were just like great ex- exhibitions. They did Brian and Lesnar, but they turned down oh, yeah, Brian's right. heel. Like days before it happened. Yep. Kind of like. And he spent the first 10 minutes getting dropped on his head. Babyface. Yep. The whole match was based around him being babyface when he turned <sighs> heel days ago. Days before. Yep. Yeah. It's, and it still worked because he, he's a fucking genius. But yeah. So three matches out of like, what, 10, two years. 15? Two years. Out of two years. Look, and they ruined the, the feud with him, him and the Miz. Like. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's bring back Brie Bella. Complete, complete botched it. Brie mode. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, well, it, it turned into a mixed tag with the wives. Like, yes, that's exactly what we were clamoring clamoring to see. Yeah. I like, I like Reese, but she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't on in the in the day she was a wrestler. Like uh, okay, so there's I mean, I know we sound really negative on this, like cause Daniel Bryan has given us a lot of great stuff since he's came back, but the thing is like none of it was the stuff that um None of it was, none of it, he's given us great stuff, but, like, none of it has been, um, the stuff that you, that people, like, you know, spent their time, I mean, obviously, you know, it's fantasy booking, and people are gonna talk about fandom or whatever else, but, like, you know, quite honestly, like, we need to talk about this, because, like, uh, in an era where, you know, TV shows and movies, um, read, like, a, read, like, a, especially TV, read, like, such a golden era of TV, and what in figuring out what to do with characters that that have these long running narratives or whatever else, and we talk about how people end stuff on notes, and you know there is something to say about looking back on a show that didn't give you you know the payoffs or um, the character um, endings and ending in, um, in the way you want. Like you look at something like um, Breaking Bad, how that ended compared to let's say Game of Thrones, where like everything goes all bad and all left on Game of Thrones in the last season. So it ruins a lot of um, the way people feel about it. And you you look at you know, Rich, you watch, watch The Walking Dead. You've been off Walking Dead for how many seasons now? I was done midway through season six. I want to say. Yeah. So, so my my point on that is like, and then you look at how like you know the last Star Wars trilogy just ended. Um, we got to talk about that at some point, James. Uh, <laughs> you look at uh, you look at you know the end of like this phase of Marvel movies this year or, or last year with um, the death of with send off of Captain America and Iron Man and like so much of this stuff is about like you invest all of this uh, time and energy into certain things and then like you want eventually a payoff or uh, things to end in a reasonable conclusion based off of the characters and the situations they were in and how they you know progressed through them and so like and you see how you know for better or for worse whether like even if it's to the detriment of a movie um, Star Wars decided to stick through like this narrative plot of fan service or whatever you want to call it and you know, may, maybe it made for a worse movie, but a lot of people left out of their theater enjoying it. And 
people definitely left out of the theater loving um, Endgame Mar- or Avengers Endgame. So when you look around and you see like NXT or AEW and they're giving people like what they want, like you know, like MJF is friends with Cody. Yes, he does turn heel. Like, you know, Moxley does end up overcoming the inner circle. Um, Hangman was slated to turn heel. The cra- he, he catches on fire. They just leave it where it is, and they're leaving for more development along the way between Matt and, and Hangman. Um, NXT gives us that marvelous uh, piece on Gargano and Ciampa this year that, lets you, that makes you look up and realize, like, yo, this is like one of the all-time greatest feuds and robberies in WWE history. And, like, you didn't realize it was there. Like, it was always there, but, like, you know, things got in the way, and they still got to this point, and they're still is there. And you look at um, Daniel Bryan singing, and just, like, he, we got no Roman versus Daniel Bryan, which would have made all the sense in the world. Like, we did get AJ versus Daniel Bryan, but, like, Daniel Bryan turns heel in the middle of it. It's, uh... Like we didn't ask for that. Yeah, you gave us stuff that you given us. You have given us stuff that is well, Daniel Bryan has been no doubt good, but it's nothing that no that anybody was like. This makes sense and reasonable and the logical conclusion um, from point A to point B. Like to get to get that murder mystery shit in the middle of last summer is just like that shit was a fucking gut punch. Let me let me take this second <laughs> to remind you that after his program with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Big he Cass. wrestled Big Cass, right? Made no sense. Because <laughs> Big Cass hates small people. Uh, yeah. It is it, like, and and I, I, I call it disaster was on the way. As soon as they reformed Team Hell No, I was like, oh, my God. And I believe I had like a 10-minute rant. Um, one of the solo shows just like, this is stupid. This is bad. And it's been like, you know, he, he got to be the planet champion. I never asked for that. I never asked for this guy to be a bad guy. Like, right. I wanted to see this man as the babyface top star like he should have been God, for years and years and years. Thank God he's got he's got comedic time and is actually good at this stuff. Otherwise, this would have sucked. Right. Like, he he is very – like, he's doing things – like, obviously, he has some – um, maybe the idea is like, or maybe not the idea. Maybe the working agreement is like, we only we're only going to you know push you to a certain level. But in spite, but basically the trade off is you get to do more stuff that you kind of want. Um, you know, you get more input than the average person does, and that's a trade off. And if that's the case, and like, look, he's done a lot of good stuff or a lot of great stuff uh, over these last uh, two years, but. Even though it's been great and he's probably been the best wrestler in the company over the last two years on the main roster, this still ain't 2013 or this still ain't 2012 through 2014. This is it's not. And I mean, you know, you you can't, you know, obviously, like, you know, you can't replicate that kind of feeling and that sort of stuff and the circumstances that led to that. But um, you can try. You can try to. That's what I was going to get to. You can at least try and they have not. Yes, yes, they have. They've beaten all the baby faces with heel authority figures and all the other nonsense that they learned. You know, all the wrong things to do. Yeah, like, they'll try that. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of all like the, the, the landmark moments that have like things that like worked in spite of the fact that it was poor decision making um, that in WWE that like 
has contributed to them thinking like that's the way to do it and like that like flies in the face of all of wrestling history and like it's supposed to like that was an anomaly you think this is actually a new blueprint so a polarizing baby face yeah, John beating, Cena. okay so polarizing baby face john cena uh you can beat baby faces anytime willy-nilly with any type of dumb circumstance and it'll overcome because the baby face is so hot that's the rock right or you can have him go out there and say any type of ridiculousness and it'll work because they because he think that someone has the charisma of The Rock. Uh, you can beat baby faces uh, to death and they'll get over because they realize because the crowd realizes this is poor booking and the crowd will get behind you. So this is this that's Daniel Bryan. Um, we will give you something. We will we will book you uh, into thinking something going in a direction, and we'll pull the rug from under you, which will then piss you off, which will then lead to a revolt, and the crowd will get right behind it. So I, that's the Becky Lynch. Um, is there anything else I'm missing of these tropes now that they, they do that they, that they fall back on because like they think we'll that, like you, you have to like do something more than just book regular wrestling. We'll give you what you want for like a month, oh, and then for the next four months we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. So WrestleMania, 30, so WrestleMania 35. Kofi Kingston, yes. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> can we get, can, are we done? Can we stop talking about the WWE main roster uh, tonight or today, whatever you want to call this? Well, yeah. I just want to... thoughts? WrestleMania is being taped. What do, you, what do you guys think about this? So it's being taped over to... Well, it could be, it could be being taped right now. So the assumption being it's being taped over two days or whatever. So this, so this second day of WrestleMania, I'm assuming took the place of NXT Takeover. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, the, the the I don't think the taping did. The actual release of the shows did. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Look, so I got, I got one piece of advice for him. Make sure them spoilers don't get out. Right. That's what I was get to. So for me, uh, I have no problem with them taping it. Um, if you ask me, I, th- I, I think that they should tape it. If it's going to be a show that has no crowd, who gives a fuck? Um, if the answer is if my answer is don't even do the show because you're flying in, you're, you're flying in people to get on, telling people to, that live in whatever locales we've talked about this before to fly in and, and get in the airport and that fucking Petri dish dish and fly in being like being a fucking cabin in, a pressurized cabin in the air for forever for hours and then get there and then like hope that like y'all don't spread this fucking pandemic around amongst each amongst the, the talent base i Man. think that's a bad idea i think people are going to be sick and i think they're going to have this is going to cause this is going to be really bad for them but, I'll, I'll, but, aside take it that, but aside from that if they're going to do the show tape it um like i don't i don't they they is given where we are now like there's no fans. NXT never has spoilers, spoilers leak out. So um, if Meltzer or or uh, anyone else gets the spoilers, you should you you look you ner- given the lack of people that are there in the buildings at this point, you should be able to figure out who it is, and you should be able to to do whatever else, try to figure out why spoilers got out, or you don't, don't care. That's it is what it is. But or humble yourself, make a call to Dave, and be like, hey, can you not you know whatever. Like I like like if if it comes down to it, like I think if Dave got a call from them, I think he would like withhold it. Like, okay. hey, please. So this is the thing, right? Because you know I follow a slew of anti Meltzer people on Twitter. They believe a lot of them believe that like if the spoilers get out, it'll be Meltzer's fault, and y'all should be mad. At no matter what. Now my thing is this: um, if I were running a uh, if I were running a news outlet if, uh, thing, I would put those out too. 
now. Uh, but they also like to pretend that Meltzer is like anti WWE and like is trying to like sabotage them left and right. So that's how he gets his hands on spoilers and puts them out. As opposed to, nah, man, like everybody in that building or not everybody in the building, like they work with Meltzer all the time on different things. At one point, um, he may or may not have been on WWE's payroll, which they don't want to talk about. And also, like, like people talk to him when they want to vent frustration or whatever else, or they want to talk about uh, whatever crazy thing Vince has done because they want people to know to, like, no, we, people that work here in this building, are not idiots. There's one person that's out here sabotaging us left and right. <laughs> so, um, Dave Meltzer's on the WWE Network right now. Really? Yes, he's in one of those documentaries. Yeah, like, so it's I like, can't yeah, yeah, but so for me, it's like, look, um, those NXT spoilers never get out. Gee, I wonder why that is. Like, you could have it tight lipped that same way. Y'all don't care, so it gets out. Like, there is no reason why WWE can't have people sign NDAs. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, then. They and, can do everything else. Right. So, dot, 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 why haven't they done it? Dot, 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 because they don't care. So, it is what it is. So, I was, so, from the perspective of it's going to be pre-taped, I'm, you know, for people that are, you know, are invested in these storylines, whatever else, I would say it's going to suck for you to have to stay away from it or, or gamble on that. And it is what it is. That's, 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 that's how it is with pro wrestling that's taped. That's how it's always yeah. been. Yeah. Well, I don't care if they spoil it. Like, <laughs> so whatever. I don't, I, don't really, I don't really care one way or the other. Like, I will hope to not. Like, if I see that, I, if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna be honest. I, I, if this wasn't gonna be a tape show, I pro- I'm not sure if I was even gonna have that much interest in watching it. I probably watch moments of it, or look on Twitter to see, hey, this match is coming up next. Okay, turns on mm-hmm. network. But as far as like watching whole shows like I used to, they they're They've killed this for me with the lack of buildup and overall lack of intrigue. Some stuff that can't help, obviously, the spread of the disease right, and right. stuff, mandating the piece, performance center. Even before then, though, Edge versus Randy Orton was the only thing that was built up substantially. Yeah, I don't even really think we talked about McIntyre and Lesnar. It's like, you know, it's just another match. It's not some super great build, but it's like, it's effective. Like, they got to do the over by beating the fuck out of uh, Lesnar, having Lesnar cell phone heavy. Like, congratulations. Like, you figured out Pro Wrestling 101. Like, you, you, like, you build a huge, gigantic star, and the dude, like, puts the other guys over a little bit to make you think that, like, that person can be beaten, and you wonder, like, who's going to win. Like, that's not, that, like, congratulations. Like, <laughs> this, like you, you've mastered the simplicity of the simplest shit you could possibly do ever. Oh, my God, the ace is in trouble. I will tune in to see if the ace will be overcame. Like it's not that hard. It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Really hard. Congratulations though. Like give him a cookie, I guess. I don't know. So um so AEW had their no people gate. Um <laughs> <laughs> that that no people gate is gonna be like the uh the new term for these empty yeah. arena shows. Stardom, Stardom set a real trend for that one, yeah. They did. Yeah. Um I thought the show was awesome. Um it was it, it was a good fun evening especially like in the light of you know the the circumstances that were going on and you know we got two big debuts and um i don't want to like we, we spent a lot of time on last thing so i don't want to spend too much time on it but um 
uh, it just like everything that flew in the face that you learned over the last, you know, two shows from WWE, like, oh, this empty arena wrestling doesn't work, you know, thing like that. It's like, well, it can work. You know, there are special things you can do and, um, you know, the matches don't have to be complete vanilla. And, you know, I, I thought it was a, it was a pretty good, good night for, for AEW. And a lot of people like were really high on the show. I thought, I thought it was like a step under like one of their great shows. I thought it was a good show. Um, I thought it was a good show, and um, I really liked the women's four-way match. Um, I thought it was one of the better, um, or one of the best women's matches they've had in AEW um, in totality. Um, I I'm trying to think the main event. What was the main event? It was Jericho and in, in, um, in it was elite. It was it, it was it was Hager and uh, LAX That's against right. That's right. Cody Hangman and Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought they were all. I thought everybody like went out there and wrestled really hard and did very well. I, I mean, I have no ratings for any of these matches. I don't. Yeah, same, same. I, I, but I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good night of wrestling, and I, I, I pretty much put it that. Like, if you want to go through the card, I can try to remember some of the stuff that happened. But like, if, why does it? Why does it feel like like Wednesday was like a month ago? <laughs> yeah, it, it was like. Um... Like and I don't even know if the matches on the show were necessarily the most important thing. It was like the fact they were doing the matches like was cool. Um, they revealed the exalted one, which is right. Brody Lee. Right. Um, very happy to like see the, him. What do you think of like the voiceover stuff they did with him? Like it felt weird. Yeah. Like they gave him like this fake. They, they like they gave him like the Dark Scorpion's voice, and then all of a sudden, like halfway through it, like it changed to like you know. Uh, soft-spoken Luke Harper's regular voice, and I was like, and at a certain point, I was like, wait, is that Scorpio Sky? No, you're not telling me it's Scorpio Sky's a fucking exalted one. And also, like, oh, okay, it's Luke. Never mind. In my house, I was like, yo, what are they fucking? Because I really thought of Scorpio Sky for a split second. I was like, yo, what is going? Yes, for like five seconds, I was like. Yo, this is Scorpio Sky. I am going to fucking murder them. <laughs> I am going to take the Yoshi hammer out and I'm going to bash these niggas in. Cause like he got his ass whooped by these dudes all the time, and all the time he was was the one. I can't have this. Like this is worse than Daniels. I can't do this. But, but whatever. That wasn't the case. It was Luke Harper. So like Luke Harper's in. So that's cool. Like that's another gigantic person that can wrestle his ass off. That's in the company. So like between Harper and 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 Archer. And you know, well, maybe not less to a lesser extent as far as wrestling their ass off, but like just big people that they have around that could showcase, like you know, that there's body yeah, diversity. Suck. Yeah, like to show the body diversity of like having you know, six five, a bunch of six five guys around. Like they have, they have enough people now that inside between Luchasaurus and Dustin and H- Hager and Wardlow, like they have, they the have quote unquote hosses. Yeah, the butcher as well. Like so that yeah, complaining about all these guys are just small indie indie guys, or whatever else. I don't want to hear that no more. It's a wrap. Like that's been dead. They have they probably have too many uh, six six foot. They have they probably have too many over two hundred and forty pound guys now. It is butcher. He, he can go. Yeah, I like the butcher. Every time I see the butcher, I like him more. Um, the I like uh, butcher, other butcher realized like I'm 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 not. He realized what the fuck he is. Yeah, I'm here to I'm here to slap meat. So I'm I'm yeah, <laughs> big E like. Like him, and Lucha, like him and Luchasaurus is hilarious. Like they come out there and it's like, nah, bro, we throwing blows. Like fuck all the other shit. Like we finna throw blows. Yeah, and then um, Matt Hardy makes his debut with Vanguard One flying out, and I maintain that people would this would have been so yes, huge with have. crowd. It would have right. just been because as soon as I saw the the fucking drone, I was like, oh my god! Like and it really? was like. 
it was like I because you just didn't know. So it was like they kind of swerved you like with the Brody Lee debut. But okay, there's not going to be any debut here or anything. My whole thing was I thought Mox would end up being the fifth man, and you know, I thought Dave might Same win. Here. And yeah, get the advantage did, did, and, and yeah. still have to go in short, but they get the advantage still, and then they finally get a fifth person added in this mocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once that's off the table, it's like, oh, it's like something that you didn't know you wanted, but they revealed it, and it was like, okay, like they have been doing the stuff with the young bucks yeah. showing up to Matt Hardy's house, and and it, it makes sense. It's and not then, random. It's not random at all. Like they, they, they like the seeds were in place for it to make sense, um, and it was better than like. Um, well, that, that won't be fair because you're not supposed to know. Or a lot of people don't know who the fuck uh, um, the Dark Order was when he first came out, but or the Butcher and the Blade. But like Matt Hardy's a name, so people know who it was. I think the thing for me was like I saw the Druid and I was like, oh, it's Matt Hardy. Okay, he's fifth man. Like I kind of wanted to see Moxley. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd rather see Moxley. But like it's cool that he's in. Um, he's gonna add some. Obviously, like he's what I I would hope. Like the stuff he adds to the show would be like more non-wrestling segments because I don't want to see Matt Hardy wrestle in 2020 but um, in the year 2020 but like sure why not like I guess yeah. like it, it won't hurt nothing like like if that shit starts to stink they'll they'll cut it off yeah Simon um I didn't really have a lot to say about this week. Um, good to Matt see. Uh, <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, like I didn't care if Matt Hardy came back to WWE 2017. You think I give a fuck about him in 2017? Like, I won't go. I won't go that far. I, no. I I appreciate what he's done for himself over the past few years. Yeah, but like, I'm not gonna pretend like it was. Oh my God, he's back. It was yeah. Like, oh, cool, cool to see. I'll be doing something interesting. Yeah, like yeah. I think. I think the, last, the last time this man was left to like his own devices, he was one of the hottest acts in the business. Right. So like, if you can if you can get that again, legitimately interesting. He's legitimately interesting, but like the thing is, like I said, like I think or earlier in the week, I think the thing for him is like the play for him for me. If I were them, would be like we need to try to like get this like if we're trying to do stuff with YouTube or whatever else in a way like we can use him as a staple to like help get over YouTube stuff because like he does legitimately interesting stuff in his fucking house right but yeah um as far as like and I was I would you know use him sparsely like, I would treat him almost like Orange Cassidy we're like yeah he's gonna wrestle but he's not gonna wrestle often like uh, mm-hmm. treat, that, treat that special you're not gonna have him wrestling every three weeks I think that'd be dumb because um, yeah. it's like but like, he's yeah. a, he's a vignettes guy like yeah. and. And yeah. he's to his fullest capability because that dude's really good at that. And like you know, honestly, like maybe I'd be more interested if he, if he was like Money Matt Hardy as opposed to uh, you know Broken Matt Hardy. But whatever. Like, uh, I also worry about like too many fantastical characters in W in AEW. Like, remember, like okay, so we got we got rid of the Nightmare Collective, and now we're bringing in Broken Matt Hardy. Is like obviously it's gonna be better, but that might be too much sports entertainment for the for what I for what I thought this is gonna be American New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is not that at all. Yeah, yeah. it's like they keep going further, it, further away from that. It's, it's, it's like, a lot it's good, of different things. It's good that they're, it's good. Like the shows that keeps consistently do are very good, and sometimes even uh, great. Like and you know we had them right before. Um, that stretch in February, it was genuinely great television, like week in, week out. Um, and you know, things are a little different right now, but like I wonder what's gonna like once this shit gets up and running or if it ever gets up and running, um, with 
you know, a live crowd again, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I wonder some of the elements that play with uh, Matt Hardy, and like, hopefully, there's gonna be no cannibalism. Hopefully, he's not gonna be like dragging fucking fans out and like biting the back of their necks and shit. Like, just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want to watch that, you can watch Monday Night Raw. You know, <laughs> so. Oh man. You know. Oh man. But you know, I thought, show I thought the promo at the beginning, Cody had, Cody had a good promo. Um. Uh. You know, obviously, Blood and Guts is off this uh, for next week. Um, yeah, and they're going to do Jericho and, Har- and Hardy, right? They're doing some type of promo face-off or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But other than that, we don't have, like, a match card. We don't have a card or anything, right? Uh, I think Cody is wrestling Jimmy Havoc. Yikes. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. They have, they have the parking lot brawl with the Lucha That's Brothers right. best friends. That should be pretty good. Um, there's a... There's a lumberjack match with Wardlow and Luchasaurus from, you know, their old beef, uh, you know, back in December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's it. That's that's out right now. So uh, and I know they taped a shit ton of stuff for like they did like a matinee taping. So there's like oh, stuff. Yeah. OK, good, 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 good. Because it's like, yeah. you know, um, you know. But Sounds I know, like no, I think I think the 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 live matches next week are still happening, like the parking lot brawl and no, okay. you know all that stuff. But like they tape like different stuff. So, um, so moving on to the NXT one, the Gargano and Ciampa mini movie. I actually watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Simon just watched it today. James, I think you watched it yesterday, I right? It, yeah, I watched it yesterday. I had like, yeah. Okay, so Simon, what are your thoughts on it? That was fantastic. Like that was some of the best. Like one of the things I've always said about WWE, storyline wise, they might not always get there. But when it comes to video production, it's it's very few people who do better. This is especially true for NXT because the storytelling in itself is just so great. Mm-hmm. Then you t- you add great storytelling to great production, it's usually just something always interesting. And this takes everything that I've seen and every other fans have seen from the beginning of this relationship between Gargano and Ciampa, the progression from their first ever match in the Cruiserweight Classic to their tag team matches afterwards, to their singles feuds, and the the reformation of the team, everything else, just explaining things from their perspective, their relationship. And I wrote down, this rivalry is like, just I would compare it to a less... A less toxic Sean Brett rivalry. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like, my my mate, I came away with one thought. It was like, fuck niggas will be fuck niggas. Like, and time will reveal. Like, (laughs) because at different times, Shambo's a fuck nigga. Now, Johnny's a fuck nigga. So it's like, and it's like, well, it. The, the the real thing that's defined this feud is time. It's like time away, time not allowing fans to really express how they feel about people because the time throws it off. Like like Champa didn't do shit but show up like back, and then he's just you know since that time had to pass, and it's like well you know, and of course you know there's like real life stuff that they airbrushed you know right. through or whatever like, but. Like, yeah, it's like time has defined this feud. They both and it's really Ciampa's body breaking down. Like, I think they could have delved into that just a little more, but um yeah, it, it, it was time. And you know, to me, there are no good guys here. So uh hopefully, you know, one of them can put the other one out in their fucking misery and you know, we can wrap this shit up. 
So I I watched this in every great feud should have a mini movie like this. Yeah, yeah. Yep, like definitely. I um I watched this in I didn't know how long it was, how long the, this mini movie was. And then like when it finally wrapped up, I stopped I stopped uh, the network and looked at it and I was like, yo, this thing was 51 minutes, which means like in TV terms, this went like an hour and 15 minutes. No, no, I'm sorry. That means it went like an hour and a half or something like that, right? In 69 was, minutes, I think was the time that was said. Okay, so either way, like it went over an hour and like between commercials, commercial breaks, whatever else. So I'm just like, yo, this thing was like thoroughly compelling. This was like, this is the stuff that we always say that we want for, you know, pro wrestling. Like, if this were, if this had been, um, this is almost like watching like a 50 minute version of like a New Japan main event, like a uh, video package where it shows you like the long storm for the long, the long form story of like where all this, like this starts from the beginning and goes all the way through. Except it, instead of it being like two minutes, it went 50 minutes and it was incredible. And like, I don't know how you possibly trim that thing to make it any shorter aside from like the little parts where like, they kind of recap you like for a 30 seconds where to get back from the commercial between commercial breaks. That's about it. But like this thing was perfect. I love this thing. Um, like, it made going through all of those matches between all the DIY stuff. Uh, You've seen their bodies change over time. Yeah, the Andr- yeah how uh-huh. they aged the Andrade uh, the Andrade stuff like the Alistair Black part. Like, I feel like they glossed over the Alistair Black part. I feel like that was oh yeah that was important. Um, that would I feel like that would have been important to show the like. I think the main story of this is these two have a have a special bond together. And ultimately, for better or for worse, is where they progressed. In at the end, originally, like it's based off jealousy of Johnny was the guy, the one that got over first. Champa can handle it. They failed as a tag team. He blew it up. He goes away for knee surgery, and then he comes back and he still wants like that vengeance. And Johnny, you know. Johnny gets driven to this place where his rage overtakes him. And I mean, Rich, I thought to you about, I think to both of y'all about this part, about like Johnny would win or like we got to a point in 2000 after, after Andrade won the title, we got to a point to where like challengers in these title matches would either win or lose. And based off of the storyline that went into it or the, or the proceedings of the stuff that happened in the matches, it was almost like uh it was almost like the story of you are a good person, you are worthy. It's almost like Mjolnir like Thor's hammer and shit, right? Picking up the Thor's hammer, like do you des- are you worthy of earning this fucking thing? Because it's an actual accomplishment, right? So like Johnny will lose to Ciampa in those title matches because his fucking rage would take him to places to where he should not have gone because of because he's doing it for the wrong reasons right so he didn't deserve to win it at times and then you look at um the takeover new york match between cole and champa where in the second fall and cole johnny, gargano okay yeah, cole gargano where in the second fall 
Johnny could have taken the easy way out and gotten the count out, but he decided to get his ass out of the ring and roll him into the ring. And then in the third fall, same, under the same opportunity, um, Cole just takes the count out. He wants to take the easy way out as opposed to like actually earn it. And then, you know, you get all the cheating in that match and then Johnny overcomes all that shit and turns Superman and then like wins it. And it's like, he went through all of this stuff and he finally deserved it or whatever else. And then you, and or whatever else. So a lot of this stuff turns to like, look at what they, what, look at what both of them have done to each other and what they've both became to where now they're like, neither one of them, um, both of them are changed. Both of them are changed. Both of them are hardened by the stuff they've done to each other emotionally and how they cost each other. Like, you know, basically these opportunities and um, for what they've been busting their ass for for years, and like, like now we're at a point where it's like this is really too, this is place is really too not big enough for both of them. Like one of them has to go, absolutely. And I loved it. Uh, I thought it was one of the. I think this is probably the best thing I've seen in wrestling since. Um. Well, since well, honestly, since the uh the fucking tag match at Revolution, but um, yeah, yeah. So since the Revolution tag match, like this is one of the best things of the year. Like, I mean, um, I put it up there with Cody strapping. I put it. I uh, like. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's as good as Cody strapping or the fucking five star match or whatever else. But like the best things in wrestling, like this is on the shorthand list of things that happened in North America. So I, 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 I think it's the best thing NXT's done this year. So, so yeah. This. This is one of those things you look at and you'll remember for a long time. Yeah, and it's and you know I remember when they said there was gonna be no live TV, and I understand why the rating tape because like you, you tune in to watch wrestling, and you know we historically know that like promos and character deep dives or whatever else like they tank ratings always. But so when this went an hour and and change, or this whole show is you know character stuff, you see you know you see, you understand why this thing tank, yeah. but it, it but. This was, I mean, if we're talking, it's not, about, it's not like they put on a bad show. No, like this was, I mean, this was this was the best show. This NXT was a better show than AEW was this week. But it actually, but one had wrestling and like one was a TV, one was a fucking episode of of a drama, and then one was a wrestling show. So it's like, well, people are watching the wrestling show, so it is what it is. Um, so I, I so I understand that, but like, yo, like Wednesday wrestling is just <laughs> Wednesday wrestling is great. Even 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 under the worst circumstances, it's always great. So like. Yeah, there are no excuses for uh, the main roster putting on these, you know, these shows. It, it is no excuse. They can get their ass out there and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, so somebody got to go. Somebody's old got to yeah. go. Or, you know, and, and it almost even isn't really about the, the championship anymore. It kind of was, but it, it's not really. Um, and, and it kind of led to that brawl. And, like, Johnny's baby-facing himself, like, halfway through the thing. Then he does, like, the turn kind of at the end. Right. Like, where you know he started shooting at the fans and all that and whatever but you know um champa's like he's not exactly a um sympathetic figure either in this thing it's just like well that like what did you expect was gonna happen yeah but like they're both like, they're, they're like, they are both <laughs> like you know it, okay it's like okay one guy's one guy is a good guy one guy is a bad guy these guys have a special bond and these and these special bonds have now dragged them into the middle like 
they they are now somewhere in the, on the spectrum in the in the quote unquote gray in the way that you know, but not in the way that like we you know we scoff at and mock when people talk about shades of gray. Like they have literally like their relationship is so toxic and so also beneficial to both of them over the years that like this is where they've now become. Like they've gone from Johnny being like the, one of the greatest baby faces I've ever seen to like now he is someone that um that is invi- that is vindictive in um someone that is self that is like uh self-righteous um and we have um champa who is somebody that like always was a psycho killer literally like heartless um black heart you know if he, you know, he's got moved to the center kind of by proxy and he's got moved to the center because of like you know he overcame you know he came back from a broken freaking neck and like, you know, he's been living in, like, I'm an anti-hero. Like, I'm not here to, I'm not here to rile up the fan base or whatever else. Like, I'm here for uh, this goal that, like, I came back from something that should have put me away. And, like, all I want is my fucking title back. And I got caught, and I and I got caught, and it got, you know, taken from me. And my friend took this thing from me. And it's like, yeah, but, like, you know, there was no forgiveness ever or no exchange of, you know, of remorse. It was just time went by and like, that's a, these are two human beings in a way. It's like, just like how we were talking about with, um, hangman and Matt Jackson, um, a couple, uh, you know, uh, going into revolution. It's like, who is the bad guy? Who's the good guy? It's like, both of these people have, both of these people are people that like have had transgressions caused upon them. And they both acted poorly and terribly. And, but these are both people that also like, you also feel sympathy for as far as like the things they've both gone through. Like, you know, you ask me, like, I'd have to write it out or whatever else, but, like, I don't really know how many, like, uh, robberies in WWE history I like more than this now after watching this. It's like, and, then I, and this made me realize it. And, like, watching this also made me realize, like, yo, Johnny, you know, if we if we were to move uh, drawing because of NXT or whatever, if we were to draw, like, quality of programs and quality of wrestling and quality of promos and whatever else and we were to put that and say like where does this dude rank on on like the list of WWE all time his 2017 to now is like who's Nominal. better than him I can't name somebody like the people that immediately come to mind are like Brett, Jericho, Sean CM Punk uh, Daniel Bryan CM Punk, Daniel Bryan uh, they're I, I think he's better than all of them for over these three years. After watching this, and he's like, you, you forget how many fucking great, like, you forget, you just forget, like, all these matches are like four and a half caliber and higher. All these matches are like these things that are like people are living and dying with. And like, you know, from a hypercritical perspective of, you know, yes, they did. They shouldn't have done the third match between um, Cole and, and, um, and Gargano, yes, they shouldn't have done the third match between uh, Gargano and um, Ciampa. But at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, what a disappointing four and a half star match. Like <laughs> most of these, most matches are also like, you know. But whatever, it's like, like think you think about it like this, right? What's Alistair Black's best match? Uh, um. Uh. I don't. I, I would have to pull it up. That Johnny um, match at War Games two. I believe it. What's Rick? What's Ricochet's best match in in, uh, in WWE? Uh, with Johnny. Johnny. That Johnny match at Phoenix. 
What's Adam Cole's best match? The second Cole Gargano. The se- okay, either, either first or second, right? What's What's Ch- Ciampa's best match? <laughs> <laughs> we get it, New Orleans, right? What is uh, who else? What's Andrade's best match? Johnny Philly, like uh, another one. What's Finn Balor's best NXT match? Uh, not this one. Not 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 what's the Johnny better? one. Um. I could say he probably had a match with uh, Pac that was probably better. Okay. Um, and maybe the Kevin Owens Japan match, but that was so long ago. No, I can't. Match, no, remember, no, I can't. Remember. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as that match. But it, uh, okay, so maybe I'll take away the Finn Balor one. But it's like every dude, this dude is faced or whatever else in a program. They have their best matches with him. Like I think the only exception is probably like Velveteen. Well, he never had a takeover match with like Velveteen Dream and um and Champa at War Games too. That was that was Velveteen's best match, but it's like everybody this dude stepped into the ring with over the last like two or three years, like in all these like build ups to this thing, like this dude is like has these absolute classic matches with these people, instant classic matches with people like I mean obviously the future is like there's still a future of, you know, there's still Pete there's still Pete Dunn, there's still Matt Riddle, there's still uh um Keith Lee around or whatever else, but like we'll see like I think there's gonna be loser leaves has to retire or whatever else and like maybe it's Johnny maybe it's Ciampa but like Johnny still has a lot of rope left with people to wrestle in like as far as I don't know man I don't know where this goes but like already like this dude is at this high level that I don't think people will really recognize yet because why would you and we talked about this before about like you know the bread or the Shawn Michael or Gargano thing or whatever else and you know just like let me in. It, it, it might be Gargano now. I mean, I think I, yeah, like, I, like just watching yeah, that, like yo, this dude is literally like obviously it's NXT or whatever else, but like if you just say like pop in pop in the tapes and watch or pop in pull up whatever off the network and just watch it and compare them at their peaks or and go through it's like no like this dude has a level of consistency that's just like ridiculous for big matches and it came out of nowhere like i remember it took and it's funny because for me it's like i think i wasn't even watching nxt full-time i was only watching takeovers and i saw the first uh di revival match at that uh i think it was brooklyn two and I just like, yo, this is it's incredible. Like this Johnny dude's really good. And then like by the time you watch that uh you know, t- Toronto, the next takeover, he's like, yo, this dude I remember saying like, yo, I think this dude like I've only seen him in tags or whatever else, but like and I saw the one uh, you know, Cruiserweight class match, but I think like this dude is like an elite talent. I don't know and he's in a tag or whatever else. And then to go from there in two thousand seventy to where we are now is like how did how this came out of nowhere? No one was expecting this. No one. It's crazy. Um. So what's next on the list? Braun Strowman, uh, I believe. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, this will be quick. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I had a tweet go viral uh, the other day <laughs> because of Braun Strowman. I ended up blocked uh, by Braun Strowman. So. I'll oh, no. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. Um, but, yeah, he basically had uh, a lot of things to say in response to, I think Evil Uno said something like, support the independent wrestlers as best you can, you know, during this, you know, crazy time. 
some to that extent. And then Strowman went off on um, a tangent in some uh, something that Baron Corbin also follows. It's called Burying Smarks. It's like some FDS Central Instagram account. It's funny because they, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but um, it's a. Uh, it's something Corbin's interacted with before. And now Strowman's like in the comment section on that. Basically why given some, why can't people pull themselves up by their bootstraps style speech? We all clearly know where that uh, is coming from. And, you know, I made the point of John Moxley. He's funding indie wrestling through anonymous donations. Meanwhile, Braun Strowman selling indie wrestlers. Just don't be broke like I refuse to. And has 406 retweets and 2,429 likes. And it's like this really struck a chord with a lot of people. And it also helps that like there's yeah. nothing else going on. So, like, it became. You know what's, ir- yeah. you know what's, you know what's ironic about it's that? It's trending. Right. You know what's ironic about that? What? On Twitter, somebody asked him if WWE was paying him during this time, and he says, and I quote, I get paid when I work, private contractor, so nothing is coming in at the moment. He's a motherfucking liar. <laughs> yeah, like, don't they have, they have downsides for shit like that? Yeah. He, he yeah. just resigned in, like, what, July, like, recently, right? Yeah, yeah, like, literally, like, we all know how this stuff works. Like, uh, David Bixxman was telling him, look, you can get your downside gear put into, uh, like, a weekly salary while you're not quote unquote working or whatever. And it's like, besides that you have like, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's he basically said a bunch of, he said a bunch of sh- insensitive shit and there was no one to, you know, that we know of that was, you know, that has pulled him aside to correct this shit. And it's just like, come on, man. Like the, it, it's not that simple. Six foot seven, 380 pounds, strong man for, for right. some, someone to succeed in wrestling as easy as you did. Like Vince Man was going to hand you a bag the second he saw you. It's funny you mentioned Bixen Span because he made another point that said because Braun Strowman that little tirade about pull yourself in the bootstraps. He said, and for those who think I don't know what it's like, I've left. I've moved to Florida seven years ago with one hundred fifty dollars to my name in the, in my car. And then David Bixen Span also eloquently pointed out, yeah, you did all that because you got signed. Yeah, like that was the year you got signed, but it's not like you sacrificed everything. Right. You had a guaranteed money, and you went to go get guaranteed money. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not gonna really like take it to Strowman in that way. Maybe it's because I like Strowman. I don't know, but like, uh, for me, like I just leave it as he said something really dumb and uninformed, or uh, or misguided is really the word, and. Like hopefully, in because he has no, I he has really no um, real interaction with that other side of wrestling, the other parts of wrestling aside from WWE. So like maybe he was a wrestling fan, I don't know, or a hardcore wrestling fan, I have no idea. But what I do know is like this feels that, like it's something that's learned, that, like that, 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 that in yeah. that culture. That dude is in that dude is there with those people that like that all they get is bullshit. And let me quite frankly, all they get is bullshit on their Twitter timeline, and I've suggested like uh, they treat. Twitter like how Moxley or slash Dean Ambrose treating Twitter was like Mitch means not at all. I stay the fuck away from it, um, uh, because like that will do nothing but like make you bitter towards fans, and that's not what real reality is for wrestling fans. Um, like there are a lot of assholes online, um, and they like the mouth off to people, especially like the women and minorities in the company or whatever else. And 
Like, someone like Strowman is someone that's a prime candidate to get a lot of shit because that dude is not some super worker. That is a dude that is a big meat, a big hunk of meat that goes out there and, and, and slaps meat. Like, that is, not, like, that is not the wrestling, that, that, is not the wrestling that, that people are going to, um, that's not the wrestling that people are going to talk about in, in uh, well in this day and age, given what we know about, like, the people that typically were that in this 80s and 90s and not what that did to, like, things like WCW. So, like, he gets hit with that immediately. So, I'm not really finna hit him over the head with that. But what I will say is, like, yeah, man, like, there are a lot of people that work independent that are struggling. And if you want to be on that bootstrap shit, then, like, that's another conversation. But, um, it was, it was, it was a bad look given this time. Like, people are dying out here. And I, you know, <laughs> uh, like, people are supplies are low. Like, there are no, this isn't like a hurricane. So, I'm not really on the, you know, it's a super shortage. Like there will be more supplies on the way constantly. It's just people are hoarding this stuff right now because they don't want to ever have to come out to out of the house for a long period of time until they ha- absolutely need to again, because that's how high the stakes are right now. But, um, look, man, life is hard. People need help. Some people ask for help. I don't really see, I don't under, I, I think it is, it sucks that you want to shit on people for that. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And I hope that like, you know, he, he you know, he, internalizes what he's gotten on Twitter with this or or whatever. That's, that's all I really hope. And yeah. I hear no true interviews talking about all the stuff he wanted to do, all the stuff he wanted to achieve in WWE a few years from now. I want to hear it. Yeah, It's weird with the dynamics of like this locker room and these people come from all these different walks of life and you would think at this point he may have connected with someone that comes from that background, like the independent background or something like that. Like, I wonder if the dynamics are at play. Like, you know how football locker rooms are kind of segregated by, by section, essentially like the lineman hang with the lineman, like the receivers hang out together, like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like, I can't even say it, you know, like for sure. Like Stroman spent years in NXT hidden away. Like right. you're telling me he's never come across somebody that he knew was coming off the independence and then they've shared stories about where they've been that you can't convince me that didn't happen. Like, so I'm not sure he listened, but there's also the part where like you talk about the segregation and like, do you know who his friends are? Yeah. Like that group of friends are definitely some pull yourself up by the bootstrap type. So it's like, I can see why this turn. Like, that's why I'm not making that much of a discussion about like him as a wrestler in the locker room and then like empathize with these people's stories. Like, he should be doing that, but I also know who his friends are, and his friends are on that, you know, out here rocking the Gaston flag and shit. So it's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I already know, I already know what this ties into. This is like, this is a political, like, ide- ideological feeling as opposed to like more than like a him human shitting, thing. more than him wanting to shit on the actual independent scene. This is more like this is a, this is his worldview, and he's applying it to what yeah. what we're talking about right now, which I think is like kind of lacks context and also is heartless, but like, I mean, that whole side is heartless, so it is what it is. Yeah, so um, you know, not going to change how I feel about Sherman that he blocked me or whatever, but I didn't add him or anything like that, so it wasn't meant to be malicious, but it was just pointing out the situation. Remember when Kevin Owens blocked me? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I never said a p. Pe- I never said anything on Twitter about Kevin Owens. He just blocked me one day. I don't know, like whatever. It is what it is. Like people but what block he, you. People block what you. He doesn't block know. You. I don't care. 
I've oh, got the so One Nation. Look, we've also got the One Nation Radio account. So you know, if I want to see what you're talking about, I still can. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So I think I've only been blocked by Hulk Hogan, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> I am still seeking the Hulk Hogan block. It I'm just excited. hasn't happened or whatever. I put that whole on a T-shirt. <laughs> so I think the thing for me is just like I see it from I see it from uh, his perspective, or if like for any other person's perspective, like when it comes to the blocking thing, like. Like blocking on Twitter is like the only thing on that is a really, really weird thing where like the person the blocker is like justified and then the person or it comes away happy and smiling and then like the person that got blocked also comes away smiling happy and happy because it's like yeah I'll block this asshole up my ass just because fuck him this person's a peon I don't need to talk I don't have to talk to you right and then this other part is like the person that gets blocked is like I got in this person's skin I've rattled this person like it's a it's a weird like mutually yeah. like. Uh, mutually like reaffirming thing for someone's ego is like I've canceled this P I've got this peon out the paint slash like I have a har- harassed this person also like it's, it's really weird like um remember when so, I got got that bully ray block I was I was also very see, uh see pleased I mean? about about this right and I mean like it's one thing when you're like the blocking is from like straight up like um harassing slash you've gone over the line um as opposed to like Nah, man, we having a discussion, and like this is something that like y'all are y'all are getting a heated argument, and the heated argument has turned into, um, let's just not let's just end this on like a press of a button. So like I've always I always find an issue. So like with the Strowman thing, like I mean I know like look, we we, we were very pro like uh, get these hands um, and whatever else. And I think you know I I think like he's one of the few success stories in the main roster the last few years. So it's like I'm not I'm not knocking that dude like. But uh, from the from the wrestling part, but like the political part, eh, it's a bad look. It was a bad look. Oh, and like all of these dudes when they go out here and backlash at the fans, unless like it's some, you know someone like is justified. But like the whole part about you know why don't you just like what we what we do for you is like, hey man, like y'all y'all do realize like in any other form of entertainment that you watch, you are not on some. Why don't you? Why don't you just like what we do? Like I'm not. I'm sure y'all not coming out here talking capping for that fucking chance to rapper last album. Like I'm sure. Not, I'm sure you're not out here capping for that last Halsey album or that last. Uh, well, quite frankly, that last the weekend album that came out this weekend. Uh, people aren't gonna be all like, you know just enjoy because he put it out. I was like, nah, bro. We kind of like like your last two albums. What happened? I bet, I bet these people. <laughs> I bet these people were ecstatic to watch Justice League and, and Thor two. Oh, and all the other movies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Someone makes look. Chef makes you whips you up a shitty meal. Like why don't you just? I, I did this for you though. Why are you complaining? Yeah. Why are you complaining that this that this, that this chicken is unseasoned? <laughs> Come on now. Be thankful for the meal. Yeah. You know nourishment. You know. Um, I watched the uh, the first part of the Benoit um, Dark Side of the Ring, and it was quite a viewing experience. Largely, we were there in real time. We know, you know, a lot of this stuff and it's some repeat information. Some of it is not. Um, for one, I, I guess Jericho and Benoit had a match in Japan one time where um, I guess Jericho tried like a spinning wheel kick, but it didn't connect with Benoit. And Benoit went down anyway. It was Benoit's fault. Jericho came back to the locker room and said something like I walked in and Benoit was doing Hindu squats and it was like, 
why are you doing this? And he was like, yeah, I got to do 500. He's like, I messed up. He was like, well, who said that? Who, who's, who's making you do this? And he was like, no one. And it's like, this dude would punish himself for like messing up in the ring or whatever. Like, and he was just this driven. Um, and then, you know, you talk about how they talked about how him and um, Nancy ended up together. Uh, they talked about him, you know, what his relationship was w- with his kids and, you know, other fellow wrestlers and him always being like, a very intense, like loyal to his friends guy. And then it's like the, the relationship with him and Eddie Guerrero and how they became close after like not liking each other in Japan. Like, and they talked about their time in WCW being small guys and going over to WWE to get a bigger opportunity. And, um, you know, and it kind of progresses on almost until the murder. And that's like when, you know, the first episode cuts off and I would assume the second one's going to cover more like the murder details and everything like that. This is one of the best documentaries that I've seen. Just like seeing everyone as close to the situations with like Chavo Guerrero there, Vicky Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Nancy's sister. And they're just giving it to you. Kind of like telling you about this tragic figure like this is the biggest blackest day in the history of wrestling and i watched a chris benoit match the other day almost and it was like it doesn't bother me to watch benoit matches or anything because i'm like i grew up watching chris benoit and it's not like i was disconnected and then just found out oh this person like is this just this monster that killed his whole family and himself it was like i got memories of watching chris benoit and thunder like in saturday night and things like that. And it's like, I, it's almost kind of like how Jericho like has kind of shepherded Benoit's like humanizing Benoit in, in, in a sense over the years, you know, he's done a lot of different kind of work like that. But he dedicated one of his matches to Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. I believe it was wrestle kingdom 12, something like that. Like he wore some gear that was kind of like some Benoit gear or something like that. And, and you got to remember, like, you know, in my opinion, it's like Jericho was close with this guy. Like this was his friend and they're all searching for answers. And it, to me, it kind of became as simple as maybe he had CT. Right. But even then I read something in the observer. Maybe, right? No, like, maybe would have maybe when we're like, dude, if we look, we all grew up in Roger watching Benoit. If that dude didn't have CTE, then almost no one ever has CTE, right? And, but like, and, I, re- I read the Observer this week to where like the things that you would normally associate with CTE, he didn't have those, like, he didn't have memory loss or anything like that. So that's kind of thrown that even in the flux for me now, like, so it's like it's just a really dark day and and we can go with what we know happened chris benoit is a monster who killed himself and his family and at the same time is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live those things can happen like either you can never deal watch it or deal with mutually exclusive right yeah right it's like either you can pretend he his entire wrestling career doesn't exist he's a monster that's fine that's your right or you can be like, yo, I can still watch his matches or whatever. It doesn't bother me. But it's like the what you cannot dismiss is the fact that this is complicated. We've never we we always wanted to do a Benoit show here. We haven't really ever done one, but it's a uh, 
it's a very complicated situation that I think you just have to listen to all kind of points on. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, well, it's a trap. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to state the obvious. Well, except for the uh, Hall of Fame people. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's, that's totally different. Like, yeah, it's like you know what this is. That. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's like you know what this is. WWE is not about to like open themselves up to the Hall of Fame or whatever. And it, it's ironic that WWE like struck the deal to put those couple WrestleManias on the network or on ESPN for the next couple Sundays. And it's like, right. well, if you think about it, it was like, well, if they're going to run these shows from top to bottom, that pretty much disqualifies anything from like 2000 to 2007, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and the, the, you that kind of makes you figure out where they went, where they went with it. And yeah, like, you're going to lose out a bunch of those angle pay-per-view matches or not angle wrestlemanias whatever else like what wrestlemania did they wrestle at was that was that they wrestled 17? At, uh, 17 so 17. you're not going to show like wrestlemania 17 or you're not going to cut it you got to cut yeah. it 17 through 22 two right yeah right or 23 23 no, i don't remember he wrestled, he wrestled mvp on uh wrestlemania 23 i believe what? US, US that's, where that's where that whole best of seven started not sure I, I know that's Wait, what we faced, Did he do the best seven MVP or am I thinking of Booker T and missing up black people? I think he also did one with MVP. I could have swore he did too. Because remember, he put over uh, MVP. He was like, that dude, that dude needs to be, you know, he like went out of his, apparently he went out of his way was a story to get him over. So, yeah, that, yeah, that was it. I just saw this now. Okay. Yeah. Like, so it's like, uh, I'll, I'll never advocate for them to embrace him in public or anything because they don't have to. Right. And nor should they. Right. And really? it's like Chris Benoit had a long career before he went to WWE. So it's like, I don't know. It's it, it, to me, this isn't WWE's problem. Like this is like, they made their decision on it years ago and fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Um, of all the business history things that they do, this is the one where you can be like, okay, I understand this one. Yeah. yeah. Like I won't even, and if for me, I feel okay. So I think maybe the reason why we ever thought about doing a full Benoit uh, podcast is because it's like, if you were to ask me in my lifetime of wrestling, like the best in ring performers out of North America, like he's on, like you know, he's on that list. Like he's on that list with like the Omegas and the Garganos and the like Ricochets and and. You know, uh, Eddie's and Ray's and oh. Daniel Bryan's and whoever the fuck else you want to name. Like, he's on that list. So, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to treat him almost like how I treat OJ Simpson. It's like, that dude ran for 2,000 yards. That dude's one of the greatest pure runners of the football that's ever existed on this earth. That dude is a murderer, a double murderer. Like and it's okay to it's okay to acknowledge that someone was great at something that also did something fucking heinous that uh or whatever else and I don't mean like in a way to where like I'm excusing I mean in a way to say like the, the complete story is this person that was great at doing this did something fucking terrible. There's a lot of those figures in history, unfortunately. Right, right. a lot of them run this country and countries. <laughs> so like I you know for for me it's just kind of like. I'm not going to be a coward about something that ultimately is like not I'm not I'm not endorsing fucking Benoit like he's a fucking murderer but I'm not also not going to be like yeah his you know his matches like his best super junior runs nah they nah never happened fuck out of here like, <laughs> yeah. like it's okay like when we talk it's like the same thing when we talk about steroid cheers or whatever else like 
Just put them, just put them in the put Barry Bonds and Clemens and A Rod and whoever else in the fucking Hall of Fame. Just put an asterisk on that shit, or just fully explain like the complicated history of these people and also their mark on these uh, on institutions. Profession. Yeah. yeah, these these institutions, and it's like that's one. Th- and I understand like it's really easy to say that when it's like, oh, they cheated with steroids. Another thing to say that when they murdered someone. But I'm, <laughs> but my point is ultimately is like. I'm not saying put him in the Hall of Fame. He don't whatever. I'm saying like, but don't pretend like he didn't exist either. Um, yeah. And like, I don't think they need to. It's so far past removed with wrestling that like they never have to bring him up again, and that's fine. But like, I, you know, I, I feel like they handle it about as well as you can handle it. It's like, look, man, like we, you know, this is. This somebody like we we're not they didn't take his matches and like hide them off the network or whatever but you just you gotta you gotta go find them and yeah. it, it is what it is like I think that's I think that's appropriate um yeah it, it's it's and like you said like it's it's a it's just a full thing like there's a lot of stuff there and a lot of stuff we don't know because like there was you know they don't want to go through all that because there's no you know there really is not in the public space there's not much of room for trying to um get a complete picture of a murderer like unless it's like you're you're doing one of those like um al bundy things like if, like people like perverse like the perverse stuff you know yeah. like people like following like you know serial like um serial murderers or whatever murder mystery stuff whatever else and like real life murders whatever else but like from a perverse feeling of like this is creepy that someone this kind of evil exists on in the world as opposed to you know like actually want to get the full picture of this complete human being is like nah they kind of just want to follow the monsters Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I've rambled on, but yeah. So I'm gonna keep my comments real brief. So as most of you know, I didn't grow up watching WCW. Like, so when I met Chris, when I saw Chris while wrestling, it was it was just watch. It was just the same as any other person watching the mid card superstar rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew he was good, but when when you say it was my favorite, I do remember exactly what happened. The episode where I saw the Vince McMahon in the ring breaking kayfabe from that fake death storyline, talking about their deaths, and then I didn't I didn't watch WWE for a few weeks after that because my back then my viewing habits were more casual. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch one week, and if a pay per view wasn't coming up like WrestleMania, I'd probably skip a few. So when I come back and come to find out, Chris Benoit didn't do didn't uh, get murdered. He was the uh, he perpetrator was in that case. Yes, that changed a lot. And when they finally, when stuff got put on the <laughs> network, it didn't bother me to watch it because, well, in some ways I would say it does because you you can't watch a match without thinking about it. But at the same time, it's like this is a guy who's done this. This, this, is, a, this is a great wrestler who's done terrible things before the end of his life, and that's just the reality of it. As far as examining and going back and looking at it, this is definitely something that needs to talk about. If 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 not because of his impact in wrestling, do, his, the impact of his death in wrestling and what that changed for WWE and so many other companies going forward, mm-hmm. and the discussion about wrestling. So you just kind of you kind of kind of get what you get with this discussion. Yeah. Um, so that kind of wraps up the. Uh, you know, all the topics with AEW and NXT, WWE. So it's one thing left to do if you want to stick around with us, Simon. Uh, if not, 
cool, but uh, James, hit the music. <laughs> Okay, so um, Simon just left because, like, he has stuff to do, and rather than, like, f- try to fake it, he's saying, like, I'm out of here, so good for him. <laughs> thanks uh, for coming on, Simon. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Um, so uh, this Tuesday, we have um, the Cinderella Tournament, um, Cork and Hall, and in front of fans, actually. Um, I believe that like, there's some screening process to where like the show starts at six, and then like if you want to go to the show, you have to get there at like two, and they're gonna like uh, go through some protocol involving checking people's temperatures and general wellness before they, th- you know, almost two, almost four hours before the show actually starts, which is like, boy, y'all really want that gate, huh? <laughs> yeah, Ross is um, gonna get that money. Yeah, like it, look, if I see Hannah bring her, if I see Hannah go into the fucking stands, I'm, I'm, I might be furious. Like, nah, you stay, no, no, no garbage brawling outside the ring, outside into the into the crowd. Stay your ass in the ring and wrestle. Um, but anyway, um, sixteen person tournament, um, ten minute time limit between the matches, single elimination tournament, um. Uh, you can win via pinfall submission or over the top rope elimination, um, which makes hmm. makes instant way easy way to like upset someone getting the getting out the paint. Um, last year's winner, or sorry, uh, the winner gets a title, uh, gets a Cinderella dress. They come out and they get a quote unquote Cinderella wish, which is almost always a title shot. If it's not a title shot, I don't know what the fuck it is because everyone's always asked for title shots for either the red belt or the white belt. Um, last year's winner was Arisa Hoshiki. She asked for a white belt title shot and she won it um, against Momo Watanabe and she's been a champion ever since. Um, we'll get to Arisa probably a little later after this tournament preview, but um, where do you want to start, Rich? I guess we can uh, just go through the matchups here, um, or let's let's name the participants like one through sixteen, and these people are paired off in the order um, yeah. that yeah, like one faces two, three faces four, four, and so on all the way through. Like this isn't like um, NCAA tournament where like one faces sixteen and two faces fifteen. It's not like that. Um, no. So um, the first matchup is uh, Momo versus. Um, Starlight Kid. Sorry, kid. You think Starlight Kid's gonna win? No, I said sorry, kid. Oh, sorry, kid. That's funny. Uh, I mean, look, man, Momo got eliminated last year against Konami after Konami uh, got drafted to um, TCS. She got, I think, she got thrown over the top rope. So, like, Momo can't get upset. And also, like, there, there is no reason for Momo to get another title shot against either anyone. Like, she lost, like, the person that holds the white belt, the person that beat her. And then, like, she's had two title shots uh, True. in the last, like, seven months and lost both of them. Like, So, so are we on upset alert? Because, uh, like, we might be. Because I'm looking at the next match and it's like, well, do, do you want uh, the potential winner of the next match to beat Momo, or do you just have her go ahead and go over the weaker Starlight and protect a, a match? Um. Okay. So. Okay. Let's let's talk about this next match. Um. Uh, next match is uh Jungle Kiona versus Julia. Um. 
So I look at the, I look at the second half or the first half of the bracket, and I see um, Julia, and then I see uh, Jungle in the first round, and I see a potential um, Final Four matchup where uh, she could face Konami. And then on the other end of the bracket, there's her natural rival Hannah, or not unnatural. They they forced this thing down our throats, but her her, her rival and Hannah that they they had to draw at the um, at the year in climax. Uh, they were a tag team in the dark match at Russell Kingdom, and, and then like uh, Hannah got pinned after a um, argument and malfunction at a junction where they hit each other. Um, they they they're set on a collision course to wrestle each other in a trios match for the trios titles eventually. Um, this is just this. So with Hannah, so like they're they had that draw and like eventually they're going to blow this off and have another match where there's going to be a winner eventually. Um, and I think it would be, you know, simple storytelling where Julia, if she were to win this tournament will go through, um, jungle, go through Konami and then get to Hannah or gets, or at least gets through the other members of Hannah's faction to win this thing. So there's that at play. Um, with, with that said, I think that if the idea is we're going to put her in the ring with uh, is 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 um we were putting her in the ring with Jungle and Konami, and uh, the idea is it's a storyline aspect of the TCS stuff with Hannah, but it's also like we're going to put them in the ring with people we absolutely know we trust to have good matches with her. Uh, like that, I think that Momo's going to win um, this that match with against Starlight Kid because Momo's, I mean, outside of Mayu. In maybe jungle, I don't know as well as you would trust to have a good match with anyone in uh, in the company. So I think this is gonna set up set her up for a nice run where she has good matches with three people, get to the final, and we'll see with Julie. But we'll see. Obviously, you know anyone can get upset with this over over the top rope thing, but um, that's how I kind of see this going. Envision is going. So just for the record, uh, the second match is Jungle Kiona versus Julia. So. Um, jungle out in round one, or or like what's the? She got knocked out in round one last year. She gonna cry in the car. I don't think she'll cry the first round. Um, but I think I think it's gonna be a really good match either way. Like you know, um, given that uh that Julia is very good at the brawling part of aspect of the wrestling. Um, why does it sound like Julia's Lacey Evans? Um, I've never seen Lacey Evans have a four star match, but <laughs> no, Actually, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, like she got pushed because she's the brawling thing, the look, the uh, not scared of physicality, except like times 5,000. I give you fan, yeah, fans wondering why the fuck you're there <laughs> um, instead of somebody else. I mean, there are there are parallels there, and I'll leave them there because like someone's gonna fuck like you know I, I can imagine a GMO hearing this, but like you're comparing Julie to Lacey Evans. Are you do you smoke crack? But um, uh, but yeah, I, I see I see what you're saying. Uh, um, I think I think the thing is, um, they pushed like from day one. They they went into this from day one. The second she showed up, like like she showed up at her Cork and Hall show, and then she did that press conference for um. She did press off one of the Cork and Hall shows after that, and like they immediately went straight straight ahead to the Hannah thing, and like Hannah does her no favors. Like I, I read the transcripts on on them going back and forth, and like she's basically like dismissive and buries her. She she gives her no respect, and like the crowd seems to like be sitting on their hands because they're you know they feel some certain way about you know her departure from 
ice ribbon. Um, and you know, they, they're, I feel like they're doing a good job of putting her in good matches consistently, but, um, it just hasn't taken yet. I think, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, like maybe it was too fast too soon. And people recognize like, you just push her immediately to the top over these women that are quite frankly better than her. I don't know. Sounds like 2019 Lacey Evans. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so hard to it's so hard to come up to say that to me, or it's so hard for me to like to just be like, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but like, I can't I can't co-sign that. Like, you know, your own on that. Like, you just like your own. Like, I've seen her have multiple four star matches at start. Well, I can't I can't I can't I can't make the comparison. Right. I just can't. And people need to let it go. Then if she if she's you know producing at this level, I think you know. Well, they, they, they need to get over themselves. I, I think that the okay, so I think the Western fans don't really mind. I think that the native fans, like, I mean, she keeps getting like one or two streamers, and like, you know, it's a it's a clear rocket strap thing. Like, I mean, this is a really good time for her for to go out there and quote unquote earn it, if you will. Like, I feel like if she goes out there and she has like you know, two or three bangers on in this card. Or whatever else, uh, I feel like that would help a lot. I mean, and you know, honestly, this um, the center of the tournament has been a vehicle to get people over. Like, um, Arissa, like Arissa, was nowhere on the map until this uh, until last year's Cinderella tournament. So, um, so let's go with the next one. Like the uh, five versus six matchup is Konami versus Azumi. Yes, um, if I remember correctly. That was a sec. Yep, that was a second round match from uh, last year, um, where a Azumi or um, Konami won, and Azumi had some knee injury. I don't think the knee injury happened during the match, but she was gone for a couple months. Um, yeah, like they're gonna have a really good match because one, they were they used to be tag team in um in Queen's Quest before uh, the draft split them up. Um, you can play on that history. Um, but like ultimately it's going to be two people flying around the ring that are very good at wrestling. It's going to be awesome. Um, I think, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, either person can win. Like I could easily see them having a Zumi throw over the top rope. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, seven versus eight. This is a, uh, match I'm looking forward to is Siri versus Jamie hater. So, um, physicality kicks, um, uh, yeah, uh, who, who's the crowd gonna cheer for? They, are, are they gonna be? Are they gonna show Jamie some love? Uh, nah, Shiri is a dead ringer. So, um, no, I thought she had the affiliation with you know Donna Domondo. Yeah, but they also respect Sh- uh, Shiri because Shiri is the best wrestler of the three. Um, yeah, so I don't. Okay, so before two thousand or going into two, two, this year, right? Um, given that, you know, Julia got scooped up, people were asking, like, who's going to be, like, and then they knew that, like, Sheree was leaving for, or, or Sheree was leaving for, uh, WWE. People knew that, like, that Takahashi was having the ankle surgery. Um, people were like, okay, so who's going to be at, like, the top of Joshi outside of stardom? And a lot of people were pointing at Sheree. And then, like, lo and behold, Sheree shows up. At the ninth anniversary show is like, nah, I'm a top freelancer and I'm also doing stardom. So like, like, so she's going to end up at the end of 2020, um, given how good a wrestler she is and already met, she's already had, um, she's going to be a contender for like top woman in Joshi in 2020, um, probably. Um, so she, for example, 
when um, the No People Gate. She wasn't on the No People Gate card because she was booked for two dates uh, that day. Like she did a ceiling show. No, not seeing. She she did an Oz Academy show and a Sydney Girl show that uh, that day. So she was booked. Then I don't think she could do a triple booking, but you know Tokyo is a big city. But um, yeah, so who, think, you, who you got in this one? I think okay, so I think that Shiri wins, and um, you can have a TCS versus Donald Del Mondo match in the second round between Konami and um, Shiri. I also think that. Uh, Shiri beating Jamie, um, given that Jamie is the the, uh, the SAW champion, or SWA champion, um, that one of the belts that Utami had at the beginning of uh, when we first started watching, that is a belt that can only be defended against people that are not from the country that you belong to. I think that also builds a potential matchup between Jamie and Shiri at one of these shows down the line for that belt. Um, so I, I, I think I think uh, Shiri. All right. Um, then the nine and ten matchup, we got Tam Nakano, who I recently just saw doing a singing idol performance in the ring on Twitter um, against Saki Kashima. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, Tam, since the Saki turn, has uh, kind of played like uh, if you are a person like me that loves uh, Mayu. Um, she has kind of played the I'm also mad at you card of like you betrayed my best you betrayed like my friend so I'm going to fucking murder you when I get my hands on you finally um, between so between Saki and Tam so um, they they've been playing at that for a while so the fact that this is a main a first card match I think it adds to it I think that um, Tam's going to win but I think that there will be emotion in this for the fact that like you betrayed stars and like I you know. Uh, Mayu got her chunk of flesh, but you ain't seen me yet. <laughs> I owe you a head busting too. No, I got to fuck you up. You yeah. Know? Um, um, yeah. Uh, I think. The, I don't know how good the match will be because I don't think they had. I think their match in the Grand Prix last year wasn't good either. Wasn't good. I, I have to go back and look through my. Uh, I feel like Meltzer. I have to go back and look through my notes. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Like I think. I think there's obvious there's a storyline thing there. So like they can play at that. And I think, you know, for a match that's only going to go like eight minutes, I think they can do something interesting with it. Um, but I think Tam, I, I, would be, I'd be shot and quite frankly furious if Tam lost in the first round of this shit. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, especially given, uh, the, the second round matchup at play potentially, um, the next matchup in the first round is, um, big side versus, or Saya Kamatani, we call her Big Saya because there's two Sayas. Um, versus um, Nascotora. Um, this is a big match for 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 Big Saya. Um, you know, they she's clearly someone that's marked for the future. Um, is it the immediate future or the you know? Three years from now, two years from now, we don't nigga, know. We, nigga, we gonna see. Yeah, but this is this will be a, a good indication. Um, you know, they put her into Queen's Quest so she can be the fourth in a faction as opposed to being when she was a star, she was like the fifth or sixth. Um, and this is a big spot for her. Um, she's in there with Nasco. Um, Nasco, when she wants to be, can be a good wrestler. Um, so we'll see. Um, I think that. Um. I don't know if Nasco is going to ever get her title shot for the white belt. Um, I'm not sure if she is, then she could lose here and she still has it in the back pocket because she's old one. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, you know, 
we'll see. But um, I think the main thing from there is like if you get Saya wins and Tam wins in the second round, you get Saya versus Tam, and that's something I want to see. I, I've already seen it before. Uh, they had a good match, um, but like with the added part of I was your mentor and you left me uh, recently on one of the last shows. And I think I think that's something that like would be a great storyline uh, for a tournament, and especially when you're looking for you know matchups and things you can, things you can do there in a single night. Um, next match after that is uh, Utami Hayashida versus I'm sorry I said like an American Utami Hayashida versus uh, uh, um, Micah. Stop fetishizing the Japanese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like we're doing a how long have we been doing this for now? And he's over like fetishizing Japanese wrestling. Like how come? <laughs> hey, do you see what my, uh, my my thing was on uh on one of the messenger uh, nicknames were? Stop fetishizing American wrestling. No, no, it was stop fetishizing American basketball. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah, they've they faced each other for the futures title a few times, or maybe maybe once. I think uh, either way, like. They have a clear chemistry of being two judo women that throw or judo is what you want to call them that throw each other around a lot. So that'll be a fun match. Um, Hoss battle. Yeah, Utami's always won, so maybe this is a moment where um, Micah gets a W for once. Um, like Utami, she had a, a red belt shot in the summer. She had a white belt shot recently. Uh, you know, we don't. I. You know they're heading towards putting Saya in um, Big Saya and Utami in a tag team. They're they're probably in the next title shot for the tag titles. So I can see them putting over Micah right here. So that sets up in the second round a Donna Del Mondo person versus Hannah. Um, so let's just get to the, uh, the last match of the the main event of the first round: Mayu Watani versus uh, Kamura, which is like the best wrestler in the company. Versus the most popular wrestler in the company, um, and I don't know if you know this, Rich, but they're they're airing the first round live on YouTube. Oh, so you already know what that means? The first round, Rich. Yeah, the yeah the first so, round, which means like they're gonna go out here and they're gonna try to have a great match and then try to try to get you guys come off your coins to go get yourself watch Hanakamura. Yeah. So, um, look, I think Hannah has never been. Uh, Mayu in a match. A so she might have dump her over the top rope. I think she could pin her. Hmm. I mean, I either way, look, either way, I think. Look, I th- if I, th- I was booking this tournament, okay. she would not pin her. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I mean, now that I think about like, it, yeah, I can like, see that. Like, like you do the, the the cheap finish or whatever, or the the over the top rope elimination or whatever, and be like, all right. You, and you have Hannah just go through. Well, didn't Hannah win the fucking? Uh, she won the Grand Prix. Oh my God, Julia's gonna win then. We'll get to it in a second. I, I feel like there's only three. I feel like there's three people that can win it. I think there's three favorite, three quote unquote favorites. Um, but uh, yeah, my Mayu going down in one, round one though. Down goes Mayu. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, not only do I think she's going to lose, I think she should lose. So. Um, like Mayu has nothing to prove. She's the fucking red belt champion. Like I don't. Why know. is she in this shit? Oh, they they put the champions in. Okay. 
Yeah. Also, you got to remember, like they they got to try to draw because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ah. show. So it's like like um like last year when guess it was the red belt champion she was in it um and Momo was also in it when she was a white belt champion like they put champions in there um yeah you guess this is a good you know. good time to uh say uh, you know note about her absence is the white belt champion uh yep. Arisa Hoshiki. Um, she missed No People Gate, and she's missing this show. Yep, there is a global epidemic going on or a pandemic going on right now. We don't know if uh, she's been subject to that pandemic or not, but she's not here. So yeah, whatever it is, hope you get well soon. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's either she has a messed up neck that randomly just. She woke up out of bed the day before she's gonna have a title match in the neck, and she just could not. Or she is she has coronavirus. She's been quarantined. Um, looking at her social media, looking at um, the stuff she's done, um, it would suggest to me that like uh, she is by herself. Which I mean, if you have a bad neck, you may not want to be around people. But it seems like the stuff that she tweets obviously is translated roughly through. Uh, Google Translate, but it seems like someone that is being isolated. Um, so I don't know. Uh, either way, hope her the best. Hope she comes back soon. Um, hope her speedy recovery from whatever else. Because like both suck. A bad neck or a fucking coronavirus. They both suck. So, yeah. Either way. Um, Was this uh, I, also her absence? B Priestley is this strictly due to like you know travel regulations? Like out of you know I thought she lived in Japan, but I mean they were in the UK. I'd imagine, I mean, I, I have no, I don't know, but I'd also notice that too, that B was on thing and like B was in it last year. B lost in the first round to Hazuki. So this is the thing where like she's, she's never in this thing. She's, she's in it. Um, I yeah. Um, you know, Got to have one nation radio stardom wrestler of the year. Uh, <laughs> briefly, it's, it's absent, um, you know, raise yeah. an eyebrow here. Yeah, Maybe, maybe it is a, um, a UK thing because she was over in the UK with Will. Um, she is a New Zealand New Zealander, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you were to ask me if there was somebody that she would be in front of on this thing, I would say that they would have her in there instead of Jamie. But whatever. Um, it is what it is. Uh, it'd be nice to have seen her in, but she's not. Um, and also, uh, you know, she was a Red Bell champion. Um, in November, she lost it to Mayu. She just had a white belt match in fe- at the February show with uh, Arissa and lost. So it was like she, even if she was in it, she wasn't going to make a lot that much noise anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, I mean, so who are your favorites? Um, my favorites would be um, in in this order. Would be uh, Julia, Tam, and Hannah. Hmm. Um. Hannah. Okay, so at play with uh, the Hannah thing, Hannah and I imagine Hannah and Tam are going to be in the final four, have a semifinal match. I don't think Tam's ever beat Hannah. Oh, uh, so you have that at play. Hannah also just won the Grand Prix. Um. Then on the other end, uh, you also have, and also it spares you from blowing off Hannah and, and Julia like, in a, you know, on a Cork and Hall show when like you have, um, you have the Oda City show at the end of April, 
Mm-hmm. So you also have that coming. So like that's that's probably going to be their third, their number three match on the card or number two match uh, with a, whatever white belt, red belt match, or if they do uh, a double t- a title for title match, white belt versus red belt between um, um, Arisa and Mayu. So there's also that. Um, I mean, we don't know what what Mayu situation is. Maybe Mayu is you know. We don't know because we all the stuff is up in the air because we don't know what people are what's what's scheduled and what's not scheduled yet. But like uh, we assume, like the, the big play is still the this match, this show at the end of April, and I I, I wouldn't be blowing off Julia versus Hannah on in a Corgan Hall main event that's sells itself out because it's uh, it's you know it's a it's a tournament a single night tournament. Um, so that my, that was Tam that was my. Uh, thing for Tam, and also with Tam, you have the the playoff of you know she lost, um, she lost her her white belt match to Arissa in June. Um, she finishes second in a block at uh, the Grand Prix. She's in the final of the tag tournament. Um, she retires Kagetsu, um in or more or less retires Kagetsu in like the whole promo is about her, you know, progressing after leaving Oedo Tai and Kagetsu says like, look, you need to, you know, take what you've learned over these years without me and like go toward go go after your dream, go to the white belt. Um you have the the, the storyline play of, you know, when Tam lost to Arissa the first time, she said, "Don't you dare lose that belt to anyone else." Arissa still has the belt. You have the um, you have Arissa closing in on the uh, defense record of I think it's thirteen. She's at ten, or or I can't. Remember. It's close. It's close to where like if Arissa gets upright and healthy, or before this thing happened with uh, nobody, she had not to it would have been yeah, like it would have been like close to where like that's that play of like you know the drink you know the the white belt versus the the street the defense record, um like you've you've t- you've you've had all this third line elements at play so like I don't think they I think she has to be someone that you you know, and they showcase the hell out of her when it comes to uh, promo stuff so, um she's she's a high favorite for this thing from story story element, and sentimental favorite for a lot of westerners um. And then you have Julia, which is like, well, duh. Like, do you see that commercial they just did with her recently? Or not with her, but like with Stardom Wrestlers? Nah. Yeah, so, you know, Bushiroad does video game stuff. And they did this commercial and it had Stardom Wrestlers in it. And like, Julia, it's all like, you know how like uh, Suge Knight was talking about, if you're tired of people being all in the movie or all in the videos <laughs> or whatever else, like, Julia was all in the commercial. Like, for, first and for, uh, front, front and center. Um, even had a cameo appearance at a spot that didn't even have like the wrestlers before the rest. They got to the part with the other wrestlers. Like they are all in on Julia. Uh, Boy, I don't so, blame so it, it, it ain't just WWE who be out here just over doing a motherfucker, huh? No, I mean the thing is right. Like there are a bunch of people in all sorts of wrestling. You have to make people want the, or be okay or want the uh, the push, right? Like whether it is the dark order or it is hangman or it is Okada or it is Naito. It's like everybody manipulates. It's do you, you put on a product that people will buy into to where when you want to manipulate something, the crowd isn't really ready for or whatever else they will eventually come around to accepting it. And I really think this is more of a, 
Okada Hangman Naito situation than this is a Roman Reigns uh, Lacey Evans situation. Like they have the goodwill to you to be okay with uh, whatever people they, they you know people they push because it's a completely ran um, promotion storytelling wise and booking wise. So um, yeah, I think I think the storyline is a place for Julia to go through the TCS members. Um, maybe she doesn't wrestle Hannah in the in the final, but she will. Um, the story will be there that she beat her two quote unquote her number two her wing women, so that's there at play uh, for this in the future. Um, if I were them, I I'd do that and protect the match. But I think it really comes down to um, those three. Um, anybody else you think I'm I'm being I'm being dismissive of? Maybe I'm trying to, trying to look because like you're a little more plugged in on this than I am, but. <laughs> I feel like there I feel like there has to be somebody that gets further than you think. Um and, and for me that I feel like that would be Big Saya. And could be. I would I wouldn't put a final four appearance for her out of the um out of the question here. Okay. Um uh, would Azumi be crazy? Yes. Okay. Wait, because for I, four parents? Yes. Okay. Um, just because her her first run, that looks like yo armbar, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I have, I have like e- even so. So say like. Well, the reason why I, I said is because like Konami, um, I would set up Konami. Okay, so there's this thing between Julia and Azumi where like, okay, so. Um, before Didi, before Del, Donna Delmano took the uh, trios belts off of Queen's Quest, it mm-hmm. was, they were back and forth arguing about like, okay, we are teen slash early twenties versus you grown ass women. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the so that was their beef before they took the belts off them, and like that match ended with like Julia murdering Azumi, and, and <laughs> right after Azumi mm-hmm. was like trying her ass or trying to get over over her, and then like it got Azumi over um, by like the crowd wanting desperately for. Azumi to beat Julia, even though, like, of course that wasn't gonna fucking happen. And they went out there and she gave her a gore buster in the two knees and then put her away with her move. Um, so, like, they, they're still that at play to, like, play up. Like, if they want to lean into Julia being a heel, then they could they could just have her beat up a, a, an 18 year old, or sorry, a 17 year old. True. <laughs> they could. So, that's the reason why I said, like, they could possibly play on that where, like, you know. Have her beat Starlight, have her beat Azumi. I wouldn't even think of it. I wouldn't even think of it, but yeah, they, they could do that. Um, you know, and also with Azumi and also with Konami is like Konami, um, you know, she was my favorite wrestlers in the company, but like I like she just lost at the uh she just lost in the December, the Grand Prix uh, not Grand Prix, my god, the uh the, the, New the climax the, the climax show um in the white belt match. Um she had a red belt match in the summer against B that wasn't on a Korokin show, but was probably my second favorite, my third favorite B match ever. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I think, I think they say like, well, she's not somebody that she's somebody that we can use to put over, you know, 
Like being Konami, she's a gatekeeper. You be Konami, that means something. So they could do that with a. They could do that with Azumi. Um, I sound crazy. When I, say, I sound crazy when I say like she could beat Jamie or Shuri. That, that would never happen. But I, so I withdraw what I said. Like I can see you getting the first round upset, and that be it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Sai is the person that most likely to have a you know a surprise breakthrough and get to the final get to a final four that we just don't see coming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so who <laughs> your, so who do you think will like to win this thing or, or whatever? Oh, it looks like Julia yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Um, like I if who okay. So if you want to get besides the who do you think is going to win, who do you want to win? Shuri. <laughs> So you just want base, you just want kicks and kicks and kicks, huh? In a, in a white belt match. Yeah, yeah, you know her, or you know, um, hell, you know, have her go to the finals with whoever, and then say she wanted a red belt match or whatever, and then you know you you have, might get her the fuck out of here because she's a freelancer. Like, I didn't think about that. That's a wow. That would be a, especially because like the next Kurokan after this is like. The fourteenth of mm-hmm. April, so that's a and, quick turnaround, and like that's the last Hurricane before you get to the Oda City show. And you're trying to like give people a reason to you know come out. <laughs> so like, yeah. what once this shit uh, you know clears up over there? Yeah, like I'm still trying to figure out like when are they going to do a, the red belt match? Because Mayu has stuff on her plate like. Um, there we know there's a mat that match the rematch with uh for the except this time it's for the belt with uh, uh Takumi Aroha after they had that great match um at the February Corican. Um, you know that like they canceled that jungle and Mayu match, so um they have to get oh maybe they don't have to, but like for me they have to get back to that at some point this year. Uh, and then you know. So there's stuff at play, and then like you don't know what's gonna happen between like now and like the Kurokin Hall show, and then getting to Oda City and what she even does a uh, the Oda City show because like she at one point teased a title for title red belt versus white belt match, which is like they could do that, but I you know Mayu when she first when the first time she won the red belt she was a white belt champion, um, so I don't know if they're going over that again or if they if that was just something to tease to you know. I don't know, but there's a bunch of stuff to play with her. So, like, her losing the first round ain't no problem. Um, and she needs to put over Hannah right now. So, eventually, like, they're going to get to that match for the red belt. And, like, maybe that, hell, maybe that is uh, the Oda City match. Hannah versus Mayu for the red belt. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. That's that, like, I mean, if we're just doing, like, really simple, like, inside your promotion booking, like, you put the biggest, you put the best wrestler that's, that's an established star in the ring with like your biggest draw and like that is your main event in most promotions. So I could so that traditionally that would be like what you expect to be the main event for or the city, but we'll see. Um but yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah. That's it. What a show. <laughs> Man. I, w- I was saving stuff up throughout the week. Like, oh, yeah, we'll have this to talk about. We'll have this to talk about. And, boy, we done gave them a real one today. <laughs> so uh, we love y'all. So, yeah. uh, you know, show love. So yeah. if, y- if y'all want to make a donation to you boys, hey. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's in the show. Be sure to check us out on um, – I have to cut this and I'm going to have to like go over it. I don't feel like cutting it. Okay. Uh, be sure to rate us on whatever app you, um, you use to listen to this. Be sure to tell the folks about the social suplex podcast network. Um, 
Also, shout out to Soul, or not Soul Suplex, to PowerSlam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent wrestling, they have 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Soul Suplex to get your free month's trial. Um, also, check out uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Soul Suplex and pick up some official Soul Suplex podcast network merchandise. Um, and check out the other shows on the network. Um, Mondays and Monday slash, or actually Sunday slash Mondays, we have One H Radio, this show. Um, Monday slash Tuesdays, we have Keeping a Strong Style. Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Washes Shit. Fridays, we have Getting the Ring. And Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Uh, real quick. On that. Oh, good. Yeah. How was how was All Things Elite this week? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, fun show. I uh, had Murray on there and myself along with Floyd. Um, Floyd, it ended up like at the very end, it broke into like just absolute comedy of Floyd trying to proposition me to come to Double or Nothing 2 next year completely on his dime as long as I was dressed in Cody Rhodes gear uh, and Nightmare Family, you know, which led me to ask him, do I get like one of the Nightmare Family jackets like Cody be handing out to, mm-hmm. you know, random strangers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, y'all should, y'all should check that out. So, <laughs> did, did, did he extend that proposition to me or, or no? No, not yet. I, I'm sure if you holler at him, yet. you know. You know, he, Look, he's trying to. He, he did say you were the number one closet Cody fan, though. So I'm not a closeted Cody fan. No, or Stan, Stan. That I is Stan him. Yeah, I, that's that's what I believe he said. Uh, I like Cody a lot. Remember, remember when me and you used to argue about Cody, and I used to argue for Cody, used to argue against Cody. Remember that? I do. I do. Yeah, like, and then like I get from, and then I get from Floyd, like, oh, do you hate Cody? I'm like, nigga, like if you if you really knew. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, like if you hey, man, it, it, as long as he ain't ruining Kenny's matches, you know, go do this <laughs> show over there. Like you know, you, <laughs> oh man, you know. you you, you want to quarantine him from Cody? Oh yeah, Cody? oh yeah. Look, look, it, it's it's no it's no secret that as soon as he got the fuck away from Cody, he became the 2018 Wrestler of the Year. That's hey. there's 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 no, you know no. There's no, that's not a coincidence, sir. Like, why, why has Cody became like a weekly topic on this show at the end of shows? Like, Floyd go here to end this and be like, son of a bitch. Like, they did it again. Bro, it, it, it's like Coca Ben on BT. Somehow he's going to be in there and, you know, whatever. There's like this thing going on, oh like, with uh, Kenny. And he, Colt said, I'm going to be on BT every week, whether you like it or not. Like, it, I'm going to find a way there. Like, Kenny was giving, is like, some, like, it, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's a joke. So, like, he'll just be no, walking no, no, no. in the background or like, whatever. No, no, no. I know, th- I know it's a joke, but, like, when he says this, is he saying it with a serious demeanor or he says it laughing? Oh, he's serious, but it's a gag. <laughs> That's funny. Or whatever. That's funny. So, so, like, Kenny, like, this last week was, like, talk. They just had the camera on him, and then all of a sudden, so it was like, yeah, man, he's in the back. And uh, what's his name? Cold is like, you know, 50 yards behind him in the stadium, walking by to, to break up the shot. Like, yeah, I got it BTE. And then Kenny's like, man, fuck this. And then turns the other way. Now, all of a sudden, like, he's all the way on the other side of the building immediately. Like, it's, it's just fucking hilarious. Like, and it's like a weekly storyline. Like, so, yeah. Wow. All right, so I think that's the end of the show. Um, you have any idea what you think we're gonna do next week? Like, I I think we're gonna get Dynamite NXT again. So if we do that, um, if we do that, yeah. we'll be good because we'll have the Cinderella tournament to talk about. We'll have um, you know, both. both I'll try to reach out. To, I'll, I'll try to reach out and try probably try to get one of the guests we delayed um, for next week, maybe to talk about you know 
a couple things, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. We always do. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, like, seems this way. Like, I don't know for how long, but, like, um, you might get New Japan back soon, you know, in in some type of short fashion. We'll see. Like, um, but you get Naito off this belt. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Man's roster belt at a Cork and Hall show? Can you imagine? How about it, Zach? Oh, yeah. Now we, now we out here, now we're out here harassing Zach. Who else can we harass about their favorite? Who else? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Caleb, how how about it? Uh, Caleb with with Dakota Kai. Oh yeah, completely completely erased. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it last week about how fast she how fast she got uh, dispatched. Like all the cheating in the world. Like this is not about Dakota. This isn't even about Tegan. This is about Reina or not Reina. I'm sorry, Raquel Gonzalez. I forgot. Who knew? Raquel. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, let's see who else can we slide swipe real quick. You watch any NXT, NXT UK recently? No. Okay. Well, who, who, who who does that? I mean, our our, our brothers over on you know, the other side of the pond that cover uh, the Do the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling podcast. Like you know, um, gotcha. I, I you know Finn Balor was uh, I think he already came already taped that show where he you know they're setting up the the Walter versus Balor stuff and like you know I think that show got canceled. That was going to be in March, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so since that got canceled, like, you know, um, and TakeOver got canceled, like, eventually this Walter versus um, versus uh, Finn Balor NXT UK t- uh, championship match. And, like, we, we will we will see if, like, w- what the top, what the possibility is for Walter without a coffee stuck dragging him into the mud. We will <laughs> We see what these, one of these NXT UK takeovers look like. We did not have to worry about that kind of nonsense. The last one we got didn't involve a coffee dragging into the mud. We got we got bait versus versus Walter. Walter. So look, if we get a five star match, we know don't ever put them niggas ever again. And that's my side swiping of the coffee. Look, man, the, the, the NXT UK is the Joe Coffee story. Oh, you know, so um, yeah. No shout out. Watches. Shouts out! Shouts out to Ray. Hope, hope everything's well. Yeah. Um, we ain't heard from you, bro. Hope yeah. Everything's good. Yep. But um, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Yep. Later. Well, how about y'all? Peace.